right, I think we're on, ladies and gentlemen. Give it a few seconds, guys, just to rethink my inks. Uh, let, let everyone else uh, get situated and stuff like that, guys. We're going to be covering something that I think is very, very important because it is on a lot of people's minds. That is um, Roe versus Wade, uh, how people feel about uh, firearms or guns, whatever you want to call them. The culture today, uh, we're going to be touching base on some of the most touchiest things we're going to be uh, getting into the we have some lgbtq news we have some news coming out of washington we're going to be breaking down i have quite a few uh clips on the most recent uh briefing by um president pooped in my pants right before i came on screen and we have a quite a few clips when it comes to him and his discussion on the gas tax uh suspension and we want to break that down because I see that all over Twitter. I see some of our own senators right here in Omaha, Nebraska. Gaslighting the American people into believing that um, the oil companies are the cause for our gas prices being so high. Now, I'm not saying that oil companies are not greedy. They've never, and that they have never been greedy. I'm certainly not saying that. But to say they are the cause for our gas prices being so high right now is um, it, 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 it factual. I'm looking at the facts, looking at the legislations that um, the Biden administration has introduced. And it's not really, um, it's not really, you know, his administration. It's this is all being done by design. You know, he's implementing these laws by design because he is listening to the Davos Group, the World Health Organization. You know, um, the the elite class that are following a code of depopulation, an elite class that is following a code of distortion in the American and in the world mind. I think that is one of the main reasons why we all seem to get our talking points from the left and the right side. And it does not matter whether you're on the left or the right side. If you're on the right side, um, you know, especially when it comes to, uh, comes to guns, if you're on the right side, then, oh my God, it has to be a mental health issue. If you're on the left side, oh, well then it has to, this is all about common sense gun reform. Once again, how common sense got over on the democratic side? I have no idea. Honestly, don't. I have no idea how the hell that happened, but it, it, it did. Um, but Right off the bat, ladies and gentlemen, I, I wanted to touch base on um, the oil companies and um, uh, touch base on the, the supposed price gouging that the oil, uh, oil and gas companies are doing to the American people. And um, I, like I said, I have a few clips. Um, this one clip I want to get to is about um, 13 and 25 seconds long 13 minutes and 25 seconds long i apologize and it, and it's i have a few other clips um that i want to get to with um 
president uh, pooped in my pants right before I came on screen. That is uh, President Biden. But um, I I'm going to be stopping these clips every now and then. But I, I want to get to this, guys, because I really, really think that we need to get to... It's not just that we need to get to the real information. It's the simple fact that if we are going to continue to argue about something that we cannot truly control, then why not focus on the facts and then why not focus on what we can do to better our situation while, um, you know, the oil companies are supposedly raping us? And it's not like the electric uh, car companies aren't doing the same. If you don't think Tulsa, t uh, t Tesla is raping us also, if you get an electric car, don't worry. That raping has happened too. You know, you know no, no one's, you know, n none of us, like I said, like um, that one gentleman said, he was a, a very fa a famous um, uh, uh, speaker. He says it's a big group and uh, me and you are not in it. You got to remember that. That's not to say that we cannot form our own group, but let us do that through individual thoughts and uplifting as individuals. And that must come from us ourselves uplifting, uplifting ourselves. So, um, thank you uh, once again. Thank you very much for joining me, guys. If you're ever wondering uh, where to find all of our information at, guys, follow us right here on Anchor and or Spotify or uh, jump on Rumble if you're just looking for the video feed of it, guys. Um, right now, um, we're kind of in the midst. Some of these videos are, are um, most of them, I'm trying to make them um, video and audio, but uh, every now and then, some of our videos will just strictly be audio. Um, we're, um, my my camera my camera uh, broke so we're um, I'm in the middle of a, I'm gonna have to buy a couple new cam a couple cameras to get us back going uh, with the video feed but we do have a few clips for you um, uh, like I said one of uh, President Biden um, we have the Davos group uh, clip which is about an hour and uh, 40 47 minutes long or something like that and we also have the press secretary Kareem Jean just falling to the floor right now and I think I do believe she's live right now and we're gonna get to her um, slowly but surely and we also have some news when it comes to the gun front and when I mean gun front I mean um, the gun debate you know and um, we're gonna be covering all the different aspects of the firearm, the uh, using a firearm, uh, getting in trouble after you use a firearm. I'm not. I'm not saying uh, um, that. Um, I'm not getting into whether it's a uh, you know a convict or it's a law-abiding citizen. I'm just saying, in a generality, that's some of the things that we're going to be getting into when it comes to the gun debate. But um, you know, let's get it right into it, ladies and gentlemen, so we can really, really jump jump this off guys and right away like i said so we're going to get into this clip it's about a 13 minute and 25 second clip and i'm going to be stopping it here and there and it's going to be of a president um can't change my underwear and we just want to give him some uh, a chance a chance to speak we know it's very very hard for him to um unlike i have a i have a stutter ladies and gentlemen i have no idea where i get this stutter from i've I, I honestly don't, um, but every now and then I catch myself thinking to myself, like, God, man, I just, I suck at speaking and um, I suck at formulating um, correct and good thoughts to formulate that good speech 
And then I am reminded of the press secretary in Washington, or I'm reminded of all the Democrats that I see on an everyday basis in Washington, D.C., and then I feel a lot better about myself when it comes to speech and um, you know not stuttering as much because even if some of these people in Washington don't have stutters, what they say, what comes out of their mouth is absolutely um, astonishing. It's like 12-year-olds or 10-year-olds are writing their scripts for them. Like they, they couldn't think of anything or a, trying to even get a little emotional about it or maybe even inspirational, possibly benevolent, you know, a little show a little benevolence in your speech. Uh, it just seems that these things are so far stretched that they will never happen. And that sucks. But guys, um, without further ado, let's get right into this clip. And once again, this is... um of a uh, president can't change my underwear um, talking about the gas tax uh, suspension and him urging states to um, cancel their uh, gas tax which is about around I think it's around like 31 cents or 37 cents or 36 cents something like that I think it varies all throughout um, all of the states in America but um, honestly guys this is my first time watching this clip so if I'm, I, I might, I might let it play all the way throughout, or I might be stopping it a lot more than I probably should, and that's probably that's because he's going to be lying a lot, or he's going to be distorting the truth with a lie, kind of the way the devil does. So without further ado, let's get into it. First, today I'm calling on Congress to suspend the federal gas tax for the next 90 days through the busy summer season, busy travel season. Here's what that means. What does Every that mean? Every time you go to the gas station to fill your tank, the federal government charges an 18 cent tax per gallon of gas that you purchase hmm. and a 24 cent tax per gallon of diesel you purchase. It's a tax that's been around for 90 years. It's important because we use it for the highway trust fund to keep our highways going. Well, um, you know, um, uh, right away, uh, so I have to, I'm sorry, it's 40 seconds into it, but um, right away, I'm 100% sure that states are in charge of um, uh, fixing their own roads, and uh, here in uh, the state of Nebraska in particular, we never ask the federal government for money to fix any of our roads, and it happens all the time. We are fixing our roads all of the time. Real talk, no lie. But um, and you can look that up, by the way. You can actually look it up. Um, Nebraska is one of the many states that hardly ever use federal um, federal money to fix our roads and our highways. And God forbid we actually use it to um, reconstruct some of our downtown area. Uh, for instance, if you don't, if you haven't been following what's going on here in Omaha, Nebraska, we just most recently used money that um, was given to us during the first stimulus package uh, during the uh, Trump's presidency and we're just now using that to uh, blow it all on socialism uh, in essence, ladies and gentlemen. Um, much, Most of it not even going to fixing any any infrastructure here in Omaha, Nebraska. So it just, it just makes me feel all good inside. I don't know about you. But um, to, for him to say that 
it's very important because the federal government uses that to fix local infrastructures. Is that why we still use almost $12,000 now? I actually looked at the federal government spending um, on hammers and, you know, it used to be $10,000. Now it's around like twelve dollars or $15,000, almost $20,000 on a hammer. So, you know, this, I'm just saying, ladies and gentlemen, this is kind of what we need to remember, you know, like we're not spending $20,000, even if it is, let's say, you know, let's say it hasn't moved. We're still spending $10,000, even though I'm looking at it right on my screen. We're still spending $10,000 on a hammer. It's $20,000, by the way, but let's just say it's $10,000 on a hammer. Do you really think we're spending that on a hammer? So for Biden to say that within itself is an oxymoron, like we're... <clears throat> That's assuming all of the money that just gets taken away that suddenly goes to these, uh, you know, uh, black operations that we we never know about until, you know, it gets broken open about like, you know, three or four years. It's kind of like what happened during Operation Fast and Furious where the ATF used taxpayer money to buy American weapons and then give them to the cartels. And then those same weapons were used to kill border patrol agents and American police and American civilians. <clears throat> I'm just saying we ought to remember this kind of stuff. So when we hear, and this isn't an attack against president Biden, I want to make sure I'm, I, I'm including that, you know, um, this is against any president that you see on screen trying to convince you of uh, this type of shenanigans. Just remember how many times that they've lied to you, like, you know, they lied to you about WMDs being in Iraq. They lied to you about the Patriot Act and how it's uh, going to be used against terrorists. They lied to you about the Gulf of Tonkin. They lied to you about Adolf Hitler, not um, Libby, or, um, Adolf Hitler in the Third Reich and what happened after World War II. They lied to you about Operation Paperclip for so many long, uh, so many years. We're just now really, really finding out the grasp of Operation Paperclip and how many different factions of government Operation Paperclip has affected it. You know, they've lied to you about so many other things. They lied to you tremendously about the COVID-19 vaccine, and they're still lying to you about it right now. Hell, the FDA just approved va COVID-19 vaccines for children. How sick are these people? And our mainstream media right here in Omaha, Nebraska are even sicker. I don't say people need Jesus just to, like, you know, make a laugh about it, ladies and gentlemen. That's my, I, I, I'm being dead honest. <laughs> you know, I hate to laugh about it myself, but I, I'm being, um, I'm being honest. You know, and if you don't, if, if you don't believe in religion, then I think you need to find faith within yourself. And realize that, um, you know, any any um, a vaccine that they just come up with out of nowhere, you know, that should be suspicious to all of us. Because it's not like we haven't seen this before. MKUltra. Uh, you know, the Tuskegee um, projects, you know, the Tuskegee operations. And, 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 um, and well, other different other... Operations that were going on in, um, in Africa. Well, well, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation were banned from Africa because they were caught giving that, uh, certain tribes in Africa syphilis and poisoning them and killing them and sterilizing tribes and just sometimes outright killing them through vaccines 
that had different forms of viruses in them and it just shut their whole uh, immune, immune system down kill them within a heartbeat you know what I mean they're malnutritious most of them uh, you know are already um, in uh, some type of food insecurement so yeah you give this you know you give them a vaccine that has high concentrated doses of HIV and all different types of ill stuff I'll just put it like that of course yeah man you're gonna have people dropping dead everywhere but um I don't want to ramble on, guys, because uh, but I I really just want to include that you know President Biden uh, President um, I hate even calling him calling him that but President Biden saying this is shenanigans and we need to call it for what it is we need to remember this stuff because it's not like it happened so long ago some you know like you know some of uh, the most recent um, sanctions that he has put on Russia that was his own bidding. You know, we all remember, if, if you don't remember him, uh, the few times he debated Trump, he openly admitted, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to shut down the gas industry or I'm not going to shut down the oil and gas industry. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to slow it down tremendously. That's not too long ago, ladies and gentlemen. And now there's high gas prices and we are all being made to believe that it's Russia's fault or that's a Putin price hike or that it's a price gouging by the oil companies and once again I'm, I'm not saying that oil companies are not greedy I'm not saying that they're they've never been greedy what I am saying that um, we're gonna get to some information about the facts on um, the growth of the oil companies uh, in between 2012 and uh, 2022 and I, I want to let you know that it's the farthest thing from the truth, and these these, these aren't these aren't political. Um, I don't care whether you're on the left or the right side. I honestly don't. I just I care about the facts and getting the message um, uh, to the American people so they can really, really, really get their own individual opinions on what is going on. And I don't mean the opinion of the mob or the opinion of the, the you know the mainstream media. I mean your own individual opinion. That's going to take you getting into you know, your own dark room without your phone, without a television screen, without any friends. You're going to have to be lonely because truth is a lonely man's road. Telling the truth in an evil world is a radical, radical idea, ladies and gentlemen. It's a radical, radical, radical theory. Telling the truth is in a, you know, in a corrupt, uh, corrupt government. Always remember that. Always remember that. Um, but let's get let's get back to this clip, ladies and gentlemen. I, I do apologize. But what I'm proposing is suspending the federal gas tax without affecting the highway trust fund. Oh, and here's really? how we do that. Here's how we do that. But the tax revenues up this year, and our deficit down over 1.6 trillion dollars this year alone, we'll still be able to fix our highways and bring down prices of gas. We can do both at the same time. By suspending the 18 cent gas tax, federal gas tax, for the next 90 days, we can bring down the price of gas and give families just a little bit of relief. I call on the companies to pass this along every penny of this 18 cent reduction to the consumers. This is, there's no time now for profiteering. There are a number of other proposals by Democrats in the House and the Senate. And I hope my call for action can help move those proposals forward as well. But we can also cut gas prices even more in another way. 
That's why the second action I'm taking is calling on states to either suspend the state gas tax as well or find other ways to deliver some relief. State gas taxes average 30 cents per gallon. Already, some states have acted. In Connecticut and New York, the governors have temporarily suspended their gas tax as well. In Illinois and Colorado, governors delayed theirs to give families a bit more breathing room as well. In Minnesota, <coughs> Governor Waltz proposes using state budget surpluses to give households a rebate that will help them pay for gas at the pump or other right. essential needs. I'm calling on more states and local governments to take actions like these. Thanks. All right, I'm sorry. I have to stop that because that was a that was a just. That just hurt my like that that literally just hurt my my brain listening to what he said because I I don't what 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 do you mean you're gonna you, all right let me just rewind this real quick I I, I don't want to take words out of his mouth so let me just uh, just real quick I apologize ladies and gentlemen. It's a rebate that will help them pay for gas at the pump or other essential needs. I'm calling on more states and local governments to take actions like these. Thanks to our historic economic recovery, which fortified state budgets, and her proposes using state budget surpluses to give households a rebate that will help them pay for gas at the pump. Okay, uh, so um, just just real quick, what are you talking about? Why would you want to take uh, uh, state budget surpluses away from the states that are already in tremendous need of those state budget surpluses so they can use it? to fix their roads and feed their people. If you haven't noticed, um, even right here in Omaha, Nebraska, there's a uh, we are we're we're doing very 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 well right here in Omaha, Nebraska. And thank God for that. But the even right here, the food pantries, they're running out. Like they they're they're running out. They're busy constantly. And in other states, uh, the same states that uh, Ironically, um, the same states that uh, can't change my underwear just named off. Those are some of the uh, some of the most impoverished states in uh, America right now, and and not just impoverished. I don't want to just I don't want to say impoverished. I mean morally impoverished. That's what I mean. Um, I want to correct myself and, and financially uh, uh, impoverished. And most of them are in deep need of their uh, state rebate, uh, state rebate money that they're getting from the federal government. They actually need that money because a lot of uh, their money they spent up on social programs in 2020 and 2021 that do not work. All the social workers that they, you know what I mean, they hyped up and said this is the new police force. Well, you know, they all got involved and they it did not work, ladies and gentlemen. So the idea that he's going to take money away from states now to then pay for to lower gas and to pay uh, gas companies to lower gas, I'm guessing, because the, either way, either way, this money, this money has to go somewhere. Oil companies aren't just going to drop, you know, drop their gas prices just because, oh, you know, uh, can't change my underwear said they're going to have to be reimbursed in some type of way. So is Biden saying that he wants to take away the state's money that they were already given from the federal government 
or state rebate money, I'll just keep it like that, and then give it to the gas companies. And then on top of that, they're asking state, he's asking states to get rid of their gas tax, which would tremendously drive a lot, especially when it comes to trucking companies. That would drive company uh, trucking companies literally to a halt, I would suggest. Maybe not all the way to a halt, but it would drive them to an absolute, almost a halt. The shortage of employees that don't even want to drive trucks right now because there is no money in driving trucks. All the new implementations in obtaining your Class A CDL to drive that truck. The incentive to drive right now is not there. And they and they and, and, and you know what's funny is they they put it on screen. They say, oh, ten thousand dollar bonus, all of this and that. And then you get hired on, and then that's when you get hit with it. Oh well then we're not gonna give you this uh ten thousand dollars right now. You have to stay on for at least a year. You have to stay on for at least twelve months. And if you and if you don't stay on for that twelve months, six months, whatever it is, right? Well then that ten thousand dollar bonus is never there. Oh, by the way, you're only gonna get paid five hundred dollars a week because you're in training for another three months. You see how that works out? So there's all these different types of and, and, and what what the Democrats would say is loopholes, like uh, you know, like, like they uh, talk about the boyfriend loophole. Uh, give me a, um, an absolute break. And um, you know why the boyfriend loophole isn't going to work, uh, Democrats? Because according to you, what defines uh, a boyfriend? How do you if 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 you see a girl and that uh, other girl defines uh, herself as a boy, is that a boyfriend? Should you close that gap? Is that, you know what I mean? Is that closing the boyfriend gap? Because technically that's still a girl. I don't know. I'm just, this is a reality that the left Democrats want to produce to our children and to the rest of the world. And right now, Latin America is embracing the heck out of it. While getting trained by Latin American um, gangs, getting trained by Al-Qaeda that's getting funded by the Chinese military. And they openly just admit it to. No, yeah, we are we are training the cartels in Latin America so they can go and shoot police up in your country, you stupid American. And Wang's voice, you know what I mean? Like, you know, that's 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 a reality, ladies and gentlemen. That's a very, very, very hard reality that we are living in. I don't think people understand that either. We're just seeing these cops getting shot and dropped everywhere, and we're just assuming, eh, it's a new norm. No, this it, it's coming from somewhere, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so let's get back into the clip. I want I, I keep on getting um getting off into tangents. Um, I, I do apologize. Let's get back into this. Or other essential needs. I'm calling on more states and local governments to take actions like these. Thanks to our historic economic recovery which fortified state budgets that had been hurt in the pandemic, states are now in a strong position to be able to afford to take some of these actions. Okay, what, I, first of all, I just, I don't mean to stop it right away, but what the hell are you talking about? Our, our recovery? I'm 100% sure that's, okay, so this is how gaslighting works. If you see the mainstream media, even our own mainstream media right here in Omaha, Nebraska, 
they're, they're even there, um, you know, talking about how, oh my God, FDA approved vaccines for children. Go get vaccinated. Go get your children vaccinated. Why? You literally have caught COVID five times and you've been boosted eight times. Like what? What's what's the point at? What's the point of getting vaccinated right now? What's the point of it at this time? You know, and and, and with this and with his shenanigans, let me listen to this. Let me listen to this again. I just, God, Biden, why do you do this to me? Which fortified state budgets that had been hurt in the pandemic? States are now in a strong position to be able to afford to take some of these actions. No, they're not. I fully understand that a gas tax holiday alone is not going to fix the problem. But it will provide families some immediate relief. It's a little bit of breathing room as we continue working to bring down prices for the long haul. Okay, so um, I... I'm just going to keep this quick. Um, Now, using common sense, ladies and gentlemen, to um, uh, to fix our interstate... Um, that's a hefty tag place. That's that's around that would be around four hundred fifty million dollars to uh, fix some of the stretches on Interstate eighty. So it's a big project when you fix interstates. So when he says when he he's he's literally trying to gaslight you into believing that you're not dumb enough to even do simple mathematics and thinking that oh taking away eighteen cents off a gallon of gas will somehow drum up the money to fix highways and road construction and drop prices and put food that is completely inflated right now into American citizens' belly. I'm trying to say that as simple as, as simple as I can, by the way. And then he goes and then he goes on by saying, Oh, we just want to give Americans a little breathing room. Well, we work on lowering gas prices. What in the heck kind of marijuana are you smoking? I want to know. Don't tell me you're getting it from your son. He likes crack. I'm just saying. Right, let's go back to, um, um, geez, look at his teeth. I thought my teeth are bad. I think Biden's smoking crack. Look at those. Look at that. That's just horrible. Alone is not going to fix the problem, but it will provide families some immediate relief. Just a little bit of breathing room oh. as we continue working to bring Thank down you so much. prices for the long haul. The peasants, Third, we're grateful I'm for calling it. on the industry to refine more oil into gasoline <laughs> and to bring down gas prices. Let me explain. I know my Republican friends claim we're not producing enough oil, and I'm limiting oil production. Quite frankly, that's nonsense. Here's the truth. Just this month, America produced 12 million barrels of oil per day. That's the highest, that's higher than average under my predecessor. And um, we're on track to set a new record. Okay, so uh, um, uh, real quick, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and this is why I wanted to uh, get to the facts, guys, because um, I'm glad he brought that up. So you realize how he kind of he wanted to say, "Oh, that's the highest." It's a, oh, I mean, um, as my predecessor. Uh, predecessor. Well, um, it just using common sense to me. 
Um, that would tell me that's because Trump was in uh, presidency during the height of the epidemic, uh, during the height and the peak of the pandemic. No one was allowed to drive around. No one was allowed to fly around. And the only people that were flying around is the GOP climate change and their private jets talking about saving the planet as they fly around in jets that permit 75,000 tons of emission. That's more emission than we could in our cars in 10 years. That's how much some of their private jets produce. And this is, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not spinning the truth at all. This isn't, um, you know, um, a political. I'm just giving you guys facts. But um, just common sense would tell me that, well, that's that might be one of the reasons right there that um, oil is ramping up around 12 million do, uh, 12 million um, barrels of oil. But just to give you a, a real perspective, ladies and gentlemen, of uh, you know the supposed price gouging and you know and and um, um, oil companies being greedy and this and that. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, I just want to tell you, um, during Barack Obama's presidency, the oil companies made a gain of around 88%. And their profits hit around $66. billion all in all, all across the uh, oil field industry. They're only about, uh, uh, right now, I, I just, I, once again, I, I want to make sure I'm, I'm getting this uh, correct. They're around, um, 306.87 million dollars. Um, worldly, they're around 306.87 dollars. During Obama's presidency, Worldly, they were around eight hundred, almost one trillion dollars. Almost, tri- yeah, almost one trillion dollars, and in the following year, they racked around around two trillion dollars. Now, during um, Trump's presidency, that's when things uh, took a hit. They took a hit for around. They took a hit for around uh, twenty-one billion dollars during the COVID pandemic and then they made back around 22 billion dollars the following year right around uh, right around the ending or uh, should I say not the ending because uh, apparently there's still a pandemic going on but they made that back around 22 million dollars they made that back so that's not really and that was during Trump's uh, presidency. And I also want to include, so right now, as it sits, guys, one of the top uh, markers for um, profit is ExxonMobil. Right below that is Chevron. Right below that is Marathon Petroleum. Uh, ExxonMobil is around uh, 306.87, as stated before. Chevron is around 176.84. Marathon Petroleum is around 136.45. Vivalo Energy is around 131.71. Philips 66, 126.03. Energy Transfer 70.91. Conoco Phillips 53.76. Plains GP Holdings 40, 47.39. Enterprise Products 44.66. And Ward Fuel Services 37. 
1.76, ladies and gentlemen. Now, um, the reason why I want to, I reason why I wanted to make sure I'm naming all of those off is because I want to get to Exxon Mobil first, ladies and gentlemen. Then we're going to get to the rest of this clip. Like I said, this clip on uh, uh, Biden is about 13 minutes and 25 seconds, so it's a long clip, guys. We're probably going to be breaking this, uh, breaking it down quite a bit. But the reason why I wanted to get to ExxonMobil is because ExxonMobil is inadvertently the same. If First of all, it's a cell phone company, ladies and gentlemen. I want to say that again for those of you that do not know. ExxonMobil is a cell phone company. And it also has high profits in the what? The energy stock market the energy business i mean the same uh battery fuel cells that the african um tribes are being forced african children are being beaten and killed in mining fields extracting the fuel for these batteries kind of like the way uh, china was doing it with the uyghurs and they still are doing it with the uyghurs they have the uyghurs in their own little uh mining fields getting these the, the energy the energy um components for uh the batteries that we are putting in our um in these energy vehicles so exxon mobile their profits while on screen <laughs> it may looks like it may look like this mass profit is coming from the strictly from the oil industry it's not exxon mobile within itself is a cell phone company so the profits from 5g that it's already made producing that all around the world not even saying anything about the cancer that 5g and 6g uh, 6g creates and um, not only creates on our bodies but it has a direct correlation um, with the vibrations and it links uh, there's been plenty of scientific studies that have linked uh, 5G and 6G to the membranes and the molecules of our own brain uh, of our own brain concepts now once again when uh, uh, Biden is saying about price gouging and this is not a time for price gouging this this is not a time for you know um, greed this and this and that uh, it's funny he even mentions greed when it comes to um, uh, his whole family and how pedophilic they are the most recent pictures that have come out with his son with hookers and drug uh, hookers and doing drugs and sending it to his father his sending naked pictures to his father is really 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 quite disturbing within itself but of course the mainstream media made sure they hid that up you know what i mean they don't want that they don't want you to know about that you know they don't want you to know about his son sleeping with 15 year old hookers 16 year old drug dealers that are hookers i mean it, it, it gets sick as hell president biden himself has been known plenty of times to show up at jeffrey epstein's island just look it up but whenever they tell you that proskyging that's our real enemy it's just proskyging you know what i mean she's proskyging these oil companies that are so greedy i just want to tell you ladies and gentlemen that the oil and gas industry actually profited a hundred times more during Obama's industry than it is right now. And not only that, they're 
you have to you have to realize when when you get told that oil and gas industries are proskyging, and I'm not to say I'm not saying that they may or not may or may not be being greedy right now. That's certainly I'm certainly not saying that. I don't get that I guess that within a shot of a doubt. We've seen that um, ever since uh, their uh, conception. But what I am saying is most of the money that um, the oil and gas industry, particularly ExxonMobil, most of the profit that they're getting is from actual slave labor and internet cell phone service that we are personally paying them for. So right then and there is the reason, I guess what I'm trying to say is we can't sit here and say Putin price hike, price gouging, you know, oil companies being greedy, and that's why we're all suffering right now. They're just changing the narrative to confuse you, to to make you realize, or to 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 make you forget on everything that they have said before. Our gas prices went skyrocket. Because before our gas prices went skyrocket, you know, all the libtards were saying climate change this, climate change that. Never thinking, well, what are we going to do after we implement these new climate change rules? Do we have anything set up in stone after that? No. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, everyone thinks that, like, you know, the windmills, you know, well, we have windmills. Okay, do you have any idea how we fix those windmills? I'm not even going to get to the... Um, chemicals that those windmills spill off and how dangerous they are, those windmills actually are to the environment within themselves. But do you have any idea how we fix those windmills? We fix them with cranes that are run off of diesel. They're run off of diesel, oil, and gas. That's how we fix those windmills. We bring in cranes that are, you know, they're run off of, you know, oil and gas. That's how we fix them. Isn't that kind of ironic? Don't we really, like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, I don't, I don't think that we're really, 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 um, giving a, gra- a a real grasp on this whole climate change narrative. You know, um, getting a real grasp on this whole common sense gun reform narrative. Even getting a grasp on this, oh, it's a mental health issue narrative. First of all, what are you talking about when you say mental health? What are you talking about when you say Putin's price hike? The gas companies are price gouging. Yeah, they're price gouging so much. They're so greedy right now, ladies and gentlemen, that they they can't even drill their own oil fields right now. That's how greedy they are. The federal government is preventing them from drilling on their own oil fields. That's greed. ExxonMobil is the top beneficiary right now of a U.S. and gas, a U.S. and a U.S. oil and gas industry, and they themselves have more stock market in enslavement. I'll just say that, and, and real, and real, uh, real enslavement in Africa than it does within their own American stock market. So we, we just, I'm just saying, guys. We really, 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 really need to start um, 
thinking not just about the implications of you know of of what these of what people like this are telling telling us but i really really want us to really really get down and get down and realize that it's 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 a lot a lot of the times I, I let me put it like this we need to realize why why do we continue to trust people they get paid to lie to us it's as simple as i can put it why do we continue to trust people that get paid to lie to us there's nothing political about that that's what politicians get paid to do is lie to us now i'm not saying that they aren't telling the truth every now and then but for the most part they get paid to lie to us to tell us sweet little nothings and we ourselves are responsible for finding out and removing those people that want to deceive and lie to us like that because we don't we no longer want as people and this is clear in America whether you're on the left or the right side we do not want to be lied to about what's going on in the world. What's going on in America? That's, that's, at least in my opinion, I think that's why, even if you're on the left side, you're not watching CNN. Because even you know, you'll never really get the truth out of those guys. They don't even care if you're on the left side. They just want to lie and push their own agenda. And I think that's a lot of the reasons why people aren't really watching Fox News as a whole. A lot of people, Tucker Carlson, he's got a massive following. We put his um, we put his dialogue right here on Subliminal Message Studios because we do believe a lot of the stuff, a lot of interviews that he has is very important for America to hear and to listen to. But for the most part, people are tuning out. Because they know, even if it's on, no matter which, which mainstream it's on, whether you're on the left side or the right side, these guys don't care about giving you a, a, a real passionate, a real benevolent opinion that will hopefully really, really bring the humankind into a, a better form of, of a better frame of mind. You know, and um, it's, it's so that's why it's that's why it's very, very important to support alternative news media, ladies and gentlemen. It, it, it really, really, really. Really, really, really is, ladies and gentlemen, because it's it's not just that it's not just that everyone is out to push a political point of view. It's it just may be that you're gonna find people that really, really honestly believe in the people. They believe in the people so much that they lash out with their minds against people that they know want to control you. And even if you don't understand it, to you it may seem like, oh my God, this person is just a conspiracy theory. You know, the person, this person is crazy. Well, it just may be that that person is seeing something and understands something that you have been either brainwashed to think that it's not like that or you just don't understand it within yourself. So what do people do when they don't understand something? Well, they lash out against it. They're, they're very angry. They're mean towards it because they don't understand it. It's a general basic instinct of the humankind. We, we, we should realize that so then we can better, you know, better, better that situation for ourselves. You know what I mean? Um, uh, that's not to say that these basic instincts aren't going to be there, regardless of you, uh, from what you hear from a, uh, you know, um, the Davos group or you, Vela, Nura, whatever the hell his name is. Um, uh, 
uh, Carl Schwab's uh, Consigliere. You know, these guys are like a mob or something like that. A sick, child-touching, satanic mob. But regardless of what these guys are pushing, they're saying, you know, technology is going to take over human species. And it's, I don't want to say it's all lies because they are certainly pushing for it. But what I do want to say is, even if that is true, we have the choice in our minds to evolve past that because it is within the human mind that is the creation of the artificial intelligence. No matter how fast it learns, there's one thing that these scientists, these experts never want to tell you is unless it comes from another planet, we will always be able to defeat it, outsmart it, outwit it. We will always be able to triumph it. The human species is very unique for a reason. That's, that's I, I just bear with me, but I think that's also another reason why the global elite class or even mainstream, uh, the secret societies, the mainstream media, that's why they always want to present, no matter what horrible thing happens in this world, no matter what horrible thing happens, either way it happens, it's definitely your fault. Yeah. <laughs> You know, that's 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 one thing I've realized for a fact. You know what I mean? No matter what happens in America, especially. Well, either way it goes, it's still your fault. You know what I mean? Gas prices up. Well, all right. Well, you start the carpool with, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? With that crackhead that rides on the bus. You know what I'm saying? You know, you can't afford food. OK, well, eat your maggots. Either way, it's your fault, scum. You know, it's it's a sick joke, man. And it's uh I, I, I hope to God that we can honestly move past it at, uh, at one time, ladies and gentlemen. But um, I want to get to one more clip, guys, and then we're going to break it down. And um, just and once again, just to remind you guys, this nonsense of price gouging and, and you know, Putin's price hike has to be stopped. When I'm looking on my screen, and you can see it on your screen for yourself, ExxonMobil. That is the top oil and gas producer in America right now. They're also the top satellite company or phone company in America and possibly the world right now. They're one of the uh, one of the um, one of the subsidiaries of 5G and 6G that came out of uh, China. You and we're paying them constantly. So a lot of this 306.87 that's coming from slaves in Africa that's coming from our own tax dollars that we are paying them for so just putting like you know what I mean and this is I you have to understand economics and understand graphs and realize that there's different formalities and there's different um, sections there's different parts that go into some of these graphs that we're all reading at you know what I mean and I don't know about you guys but I'm going on um, you know I'm right now I'm on um a federal, a federal gov. I have another statistic up here that's from statistica.com, statistics.com. You know, so I'm not, it's not like I'm going to some right wing, you know what I mean, um, platform, ladies and gentlemen. That's not, I, I go after the facts and I honestly try to stick with the facts, guys. And it's, it's in the details on what you're going to get in the facts. It's kind of like when they say mental health, when these, you know, when these rhinos from the Republican side, they're not really Republicans, they're fake. But it's kind of like when you hear them say, well, you know, mental health, I believe mental health is a real issue of, um, you know, of the gun violence. Uh, 
Well, first of all, you have to, you have to really, really start defining what does mental health mean? If I chop off my arm or if uh, my arm gets chopped off and I suffer depression because I do not have an arm and I go to the doctor and I'm like, listen, doc, I feel so depressed right now. I'm feeling very, I'm feeling some way that I've never felt before. You know, I feel suicidal, but I don't have my arm. You know what I mean? And then that doctor goes to the police and suddenly the police show up. Take me, take every gun away that I have. And as it turns out that shooting guns with my other arm, that was the only reason that I was even not wanting to take my life. And it turns out that that I even told the doctor that, but the doctor forgot to tell the cop. You know, the doctor forgot to tell the cop. So, oops. But now the damage is done, and the cops are getting a, a wellness check, right? Because no one's seen me for you know a couple weeks, and I'm in there. I'm in there. I hung myself because I don't have a reason to live. You guys just took away the only thing that was keeping me going. You know, I, I, I my arm got cut off. You know what I'm saying? It's it's these types of scenarios and it's not just these types of scenarios but it's is these different other opinions that we all need to take into consideration whenever you talk about mental health yeah i want you to i want you to be very 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 i want you to define mental health with me and i don't want you to say well this is the definition of mental health and that definition of mental health is a whole nother broad of vague statements that could lead to more details and more questions you're going to whenever someone tells you this is a mental health issue you better get real i don't know about you ladies and gentlemen but you better get very 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 definitely with me you better tell me exactly what you think mental health issue uh, mental health is and then and then i'll give you my opinion on uh, mental health but it seems to me the reason why mental health is not going to work because it is just what I just said. It's an opinion. It's an opinion of what mental health is. Those of you that, um, I don't know if I have any listeners that are very, very goth. Let's say you're really, really goth and you believe in the devil and you practice witchcraft. To me, you have a, you got some mental health issues. You know what I'm saying? I don't care how pretty you are. You got some, you got some mental health issues, all right? You, you need you need Jesus, all right? We're going to church. Me, we're going to church, me and you, you know what? <clears throat> but to me, you got some mental health issues, girl. I don't think you should have a fucking... In my opinion, I don't think you should have a gun. You over here practicing witchcraft. I don't want you to possess that gun and be... that. That's the first gun that has its own mind and just goes around like some goosebumps stuff and shoots everybody. I don't want that. Like, you know, you got <laughs> You... <laughs> You got some mental health issues. You know what I'm saying? But you, you that's that's my point. You're going to have to, like, you know what I mean? And the same goes with common sense gun reform. We're going to get to that, ladies and gentlemen. But you know what? I keep on rambling on, guys. How about we go to a quick break? And then we're going to come back in and uh, go to uh, go to uh, go within our next hour and we're going to finish up with this clip for crying out loud we're only 3 minutes and 25 seconds within this um, uh, debacle with the whole you know this, this is not a time for price gouging you know um, and uh, president uh, president uh, pooped in my pants uh, gas tax suspension and um, just it's just amazing to me on how how much they gaslight us and, and remember, ladies and gentlemen, even if 
gas companies are price gouging, just remember, it's still your fault. You know, you're still going to be the one that has to deal with this. So why, 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 believe, why believe in the narrative of price gouging? Why don't we all, and, and why don't each one of us that lives in our neighborhood go door to door and start spreading flyers and be like, hey guys, listen, when it comes to, um, uh, real quick, and this is going to be real quick, when it comes to the housing crisis, real quick, why don't you guys go from door to door in your own neighborhoods, get a broad, you know, get a, get a, um, a print out your neighborhood and cover an area, go door to door and say, hey guys, we want to uh, fix the housing crisis. We think we should buy a, a, buy a 3D printer. Now, 3D printers nowadays, I don't know if you guys know this, but I don't do buy and you, and we can buy one. You can legally, there is no, you know, there's no um, uh, permits you can, well, there's permits, but there's no permit for you to buy one. But why don't we all buy a can buy a 3D printer that can print houses and we will go to town. You can build a whole mansion for under $85,000 with a 3D printer, right? That builds houses. These 3D printers are around 300 uh, $350,000, so it's a hefty price tag. But but if you consortiate with your neighborhood, well then suddenly you are much able or at least much more in a grasp to build low-income houses using your 3D printer in your neighborhood, okay? So let's get down, all right, so real quick, so let's get down to the food insecurity, you know what I mean? So why don't we start creating and start convincing our city council members, and if they don't want to be convinced, get them out of city council. They have no right. If the people say, you're not doing what we tell you to do, Guess what? It is a constitutional right for us to walk into that city council, grab you by your ear, grab you by your hair, grab you by your neck, and throw you the heff out. You are not listening to us. Why don't we, If when it comes to food security, why don't we do this? Why don't we tell our city council members or convince our state members, our state governors, uh, state governor and um, uh, other authority types, hey, we want to start collecting our own rainwater. It's not like you're doing anything with it anyway. Most of it just gets poisoned by the Pentagon or on military bases, which we now know about. Most of it just gets poisoned by COVID-19. So why don't we, you let us collect our own rainwater? Same goes with growing our own food. Why don't you uh, stop? Uh, prov- why don't you take away the rules and regulations when it comes to growing your own food in your house? If you want to, uh, if you want to have a chicken in your own uh, apartment, if you can uh, do that, you know what I mean, and you're doing it in a, uh, and you're doing it like you know what I mean in a safe way. But common sense, like I said, like I said, common sense is coming with you. You know what I'm saying? Why not allow it? We are solving a lot more than saying we're going to solve this gas gas uh, price gouging by removing a uh, 18 cents from a federal tax tax uh, tax stamp. And uh, we'll do it for 90 days. Like, well, come on. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. We can do better than this. And we can do it as the people. So, ladies and gentlemen, I, I once again, we'll be right back. We're going to go to a quick break. And then uh, we'll, we'll be right back here in about, like, you know, here in a couple seconds. And we're going to finish up with this clip, guys. Always remember, you guys can find us, follow us on Anchor or Spotify, Rumble, Twitter, and Instagram, ladies and gentlemen. And please support us if you can. Thank you very much, and we'll be right back.
Welcome and thank you very much for joining me again, guys, uh, on part two of this segment. And we want to close up with these clips of uh, President Sleep and then Pooped in My Pants right before I came on screen. And um, we are just going over um, where we are going over um, President Sleepy Biden's um, gas tax uh, suspension and how he's asking the state to uh, stop taxing their gas and how he's going to um, expel the uh, gas tax federally for 90 days and how he claims that's going to do the greatest thing. You know, it's going to it's going to help the American people a little bit. In his own words, it's going to help them a little bit because, after all, he doesn't want to help these peasants too much. But one of the main things he says is at the end, guys, and we're going to get to it. But um, jumping straight into it, guys, um, because we do have a few articles on this. I have a few. Um, I have some research notes that I want to give you as far as electrical cars go. So let's get back into this clip of President uh, pooped in my pants. And his discussion of the gas tax suspension, which indubitably, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you any if, if you do know anything about the tax as far as state goes and federally goes, this will crush our transportation industry to the ground. This will do the exact opposite of helping our transportation industry. And I also want to say that um, I'm I, while we're on this subject of uh, you know oil and gas companies price gouging and being greedy and all this and that, I am not an advocate advocate for the uh, oil and gas companies. I understand that they were deeply deeply embedded with the Rockefeller family, and they're one of the main causes of the monopoly on oil and gas in the first place. The oil and gas industry has been has done evil of its own and they have been greedy and taken the ends from people that did not have anything left to give but that is not what's happening now what's happening now is the great reset or the green new deal that the Biden administration started off with what did you think was going to happen when you introduce electric cars that hold more acid in them and pollute the earth almost a thousand times more than gas-powered vehicles, what do you think was going to happen when we put these big turbines, wind turbines, in the sky and they kill thousands of birds? And not only that, we have to use gasoline and oil or uh, diesel-driven cranes to fix them. What did you think was going to happen when you suddenly stopped everything that our electrical grid worked on? Well, you, you kind of get what you're seeing now, ladies and gentlemen. But let's get back to um, uh, President Can't Change My Underwear. And um, let's get to a few more of these clips. Like I said, when we left off, it was only at 3 minutes and 25 seconds. So my, my, my. Let's, uh, but let's keep this going. ...production next year. Plus, I've added to that supply of oil by releasing a record 1 million barrels of oil per day from what's called the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. In fact, I just led the world to coordinate the largest release of global oil reserves in history, including from other countries. 
in total. That's 240 million barrels to boost global supply. And Republicans falsely claim that I'm blocking production on federal lands. You are. But again, that's nonsense. The industry has more approved permits for production on federal lands than they can possibly use. You know, I, God, we see we're only for, we're only what like 10, 15 seconds into his bull uh, bull crap. So um, here in the state of Nebraska, I just I, and this is this is the proof. The proof is in the pudding. So here in the state of Nebraska, it was the Biden administration that wanted to um, uh, that wanted to put thirty percent of Nebraska's natural resources, 30% of Nebraska's natural land that was used for farming and irrigation and oxygen and, uh, you know, and growing, growing for food. Well, the federal government, the Biden administration, wanted to take 30% of that away and leave it to supposedly, um, uh, what, was, what was the words, uh, President can't change my underwear, um, natural, uh, natural reservation. I believe that was a word. We need to save the planet and leave it to natural reservation. 30%, if, if Nebraska, if the state of Nebraska would have went ahead and done that and did what the federal government has asked of them, I am telling um, everyone here in America, every single one of you, if you think uh, the food production is bad in your state right now, let me tell you something. If the state of Nebraska would have went ahead and followed along with this Green New Deal and left 30% of our um, natural land that we use for growing, um, ox ox all these great, wonderful things, you guys would be starving right now. And I'm not saying that as a, um, a, a like, you know, just like, scare you this isn't you know i'm not trying to scare anyone i mean you would literally be starving right now we use corn for you so you'll be surprised on what we use corn for corn is also used in diesel you have no idea what we use for corn it would surprise the hell out of you and the state of nebraska guys during the peak of the corn season here in the state of nebraska we produce 40 percent more oxygen than the Amazon rainforest all year round. That's how special our ecosystem here is in the state of Nebraska. And this Green New Deal causes to supposedly an effort to save the climate. Well, it sounds to me the more and more we go down this path of climate change and you know retribution and all this and that um and more seems to me it's it has nothing to do with climate change as everything do everything to do with destroying the earth the more we go down the path of retribution for the earth it seems more of a, a path of vengeance upon the earth and they shade these things in the most dumbfounded terms and they're very smart i mean climate change you got to be kidding me how are we to believe in stuff like climate change, um, you know, the U.S. Uh, gas oil industry being uh, the cause of this, when we ourselves as America, I don't care if you're on the left or the right, we ourselves as Americans, we are smart enough to know that politicians get paid to lie to us. So we will no longer continue to listen to your diaper smell, and or, or we will no longer smell your diaper smell, President um, Biden, but uh, let's let's go on with this clip because we have a lot to go uh, go to, guys. I also want to talk about the 
um, gun, you know, the gun debate. Um, I want to get back on that, guys, because I really, really think that's a major, major important issue to touch base on, guys. And that's not to say that. Um, I, I, I listen. My main thing is, is I, I would hope, I would hope deep down in my um, heart that no matter what you believe in, whether you're on the left or the right side, I, I would hope to God that you realize that this, these new regulations that you are putting uh, upon firearms, um, guns, whatever you want to call them, whatever word you want to use, weapons of mass destruction, I don't mind. I just want you to realize that these are, these restrictions are only going to be put on you. And it's when you need a fire extinguisher the most to put out a fire is when you look around and you're like, damn, I don't have a fire extinguisher. So let's, uh, let's continue with this clip, guys, and then we're going to get to the gun reform. And then after that, we're going to cover the LGBTQ news. Of course, this is kind of a late time segment, ladies and gentlemen, but we're going to really try to get to everything, guys. There's a lot going on. There is definitely a lot going on, but let's get to this, guys. <clears throat> My administration also directed the sale of gasoline using homegrown biofuel, ethanol, E15, this summer, which will boost gasoline supplies and lower the price at thousands of gas stations across America. And I welcome the recent announcement from what's known as the OPEC Plus, a group of nearly two dozen oil-producing nations to increase global oil supply. The bottom line is we are setting records in terms of American energy production. No, okay, so, oh crap, you know, I, okay, so OPEC plus, this is, what he's saying is is true, yeah, he, that we, the U.S. is boosting supply of oil and gas, yes, but when, when he's saying boosting, he's forgetting to tell you what we're really boosting is the the buying from other countries we are buying we're boosting our payments of buying oil and gas from other country we're not drilling on our own lands when uh president biden said um oh oh, oh they have uh I, i've leased i've gave plenty of permits to oil and gas industries to drill on federal lands yeah you mean the same uh the same oil drill sites that have no oil in them and that's why they're not drilling in them. And he's just like, well, I've given them thousands of permits. You've given them thousands of permits to oil oil drill sites that have nothing there. So he's he's saying one thing, but he's forgetting to tell you, but I'm not approving any other oil drill sites. I'm not approving anything else. I'm just gonna say the the the, the you know the usually what they do is they give that broad statement and the general population is so dumbed down that they don't want to dig into it but it sounds so nice when you hear it let's get back to it i'm sorry we're supplementing that supply with a release from our oil reserves so the issue isn't oil production alone the problem is the refining of that oil and the gas at the pump during the pandemic some oil and gas companies shut down refining facilities Last week, I sent a letter to the CEOs of the largest oil refining company, asking them to work with my administration to bring refineries back online to get more gas to the pump at lower prices. The Secretary of Energy, Jennifer Granholm, and members of my team will be meeting with many of these refining companies tomorrow. I hope they'll come up to the table with some real ideas and practical steps in the near term 
and I'm prepared to act quickly and decisively on the recommendations if they make sense to address the immediate challenge in front of us and the American people. That Five. makes sense. When the cost of oil does come down, we need the price at the gas stations that they, that they charge at the pump to come down as well. For example, in the last two weeks, the price of oil has fallen by more than $10 a barrel. Normally, this reduced the cost of the pump about 25 cents a gallon. Yet, so far, gas stations have only reduced prices by a few cents a gallon. Some haven't reduced prices at all. I've heard plenty of explanations from companies and economists about why it normally takes time for these price reductions to reach the consumer. I might note, when the price of a barrel of oil goes up, it doesn't make, take, make, take much time for the price of the pump to go up. So let's be honest with one another. My message is simple. To the companies running gas stations and setting those prices at the pump, this is a time of war, global peril. These are not normal times. Whoa. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you are paying for the product. There and that is, um, um, I, I, I don't think I, I I'm going to um, replay that so you guys can understand what he just said. The implications of a president um, saying this is a time of war. I want to remind you what goes into that. Um, I don't think people understand that you can enact martial law in America without putting troops on the ground. There's many different other things that go into martial law, especially economic, uh, uh, economically. Uh, the federal, uh, the federal government can step in and um, control the prices of gas. They can control where they go up, down. The federal government can now step in and say you have no rights, which which would explain um, the indefinite incarceration of the January 6th protesters and how they um, are still being held unconstitutionally and, and, and blatantly inhumanely. Inhumanely. It's not like these, uh, you know, a lot of these people that were arrested, oh, by the way, the FBI and the, and, and the CIA and the NSA all admitted and I want you guys to pay close attention to what I'm saying. They all admitted that they were able to track and find all the social media platforms they were able to track where each one of these protesters were at within seconds. They were able to find each one of these protesters within seconds. Why were they not able to track down and figure out what the most recent um, shooters at the supermarket and at the uh, Uluvela uh, school. Why was this technique held back against these school shooters? And we are also just now finding out that police were inside the school when the kids were getting killed. They did have rifles when the kids were getting killed. And they also did have riot shields when the kids were getting killed. Oh, but by the way, mainstream media will not mention the special elite Bortec team that was there and followed the transgender drag queen, the teenage drag queen, all the way. And actually, um, there's been implications that the Bortec team actually were the ones that got into the shootout with the Ulibeo, the shooter, and they watched him 
go into the school, allowing him to go into the school. I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, um, scary, 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 scary stuff. And they're getting away with this kind of things. These, this, this type of censorship is is the people need to wake up. Like parents in Ulavayuda need to be. I would never advocate for violence, but um, I think they really, really, really need to go um, formulate and organize and have a good conversation with their uh, police station out in Eula Vega and, um, and, and, and other and, and the Bortec team especially. I think they need to have a good conversation with their senators and their governors and their authorities and ask for absolute transparency and not this fake form of transparency where the police chief that calls the shots during the whole shooting just disappears and says, I'm not talking to anyone. You know, I'm not talking to anyone. I'm not doing anything. I'll talk when I want to. That right there um, says it all on how far away we are from our actual rights as human beings. When one of our children get killed or when one of us get killed, there is no march on the street for us. There is no mural painted for us. Only when the mainstream media has convinced the masses that this is the murder that you should worry about, like with George Floyd. Yeah, that's the murder you should fight for. You know, that's the murder you know you should stand up and say injustice. A crackhead that was beating his girlfriend, robbing people, beat an old lady two weeks prior to him getting killed. Just saying, ladies and gentlemen. But I, I let's. I, I once again, I want to rewind this because once again, ladies and gentlemen, the implications of what he is saying, and then he mentions Russia and Ukraine. Right after he says, "We are in wartime." Do you understand? And how serious this is. Let's replay this. Companies running gas stations and setting those prices at the pump. This is a time of war, global peril, Ukraine. These are not normal times. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you are paying for the product. Do it now. Do it today. Your customers, the American people, they need relief now. So let me summarize. Today I'm calling for a federal gas tax holiday. What is he? It's my money. I want it now. The American people, it's my money. I want it now. You have to be kidding me. This is what I mean by 12-year-olds are writing these writing these people's script. You have to be kidding me. They couldn't have done any better so far. We're only seven minutes into it, and you couldn't have done any better. They need help now. It's my money. I want it now. It's my money. I want it now. Come on. State gas tax holiday for the equivalent relief to customers. Oil companies to use their profits to increase refining capacity rather than buy back their own stock. Gas stations that pass along the decree, excuse me, not the decree, but the decrease in oil prices to lower prices at the pump. He slipped up and just yeah. told the truth. All right, so did you hear what he just said? He just slipped up. The President of the United States just slipped up and told the truth. 
Because, yes, gas stations do control the decree of their gas pumps. Yes, they do. And it is our right to tell them to fuck off and we will not show up there. Excuse my language. The decree, but the decrease in oil prices. Uh, gas tax holiday for the equivalent relief to customers. Oil companies to use their profits to increase refining capacity rather than buy back their own stock. Gas stations that pass along the decree, excuse me, the, not the decree, <laughs> but the decrease in oil prices to lower prices at the pump. <clears throat> Together, these actions could help drop the price at the pump by up to $1 a gallon or more. It doesn't reduce all the pain, but it would be a big help. I'm doing my part. I want the Congress, the states, and the industry to do how? their part as well. Now, let's Amazing. remember how we Sun got here. Crack? Putin invaded Ukraine. Putin invaded Ukraine with 100,000 forces. Just look at the facts. Since the start of the war in Ukraine this year, gas prices have risen by almost $2 a gallon in the United States and sometimes more around the world. Because of you. But it wasn't just Putin's invasion of Ukraine. It was the refusal of the United States and the rest of the free world to let Putin get away with something we haven't seen since World War II. I said at the time, Siding with Ukraine during the most serious aggression in Europe since World War II, defending freedom, defending democracy, was not going to go without a cost for the American people and the rest of the free world. We were going to have to pay a price as well in the cost of military equipment, economic assistance, humanitarian relief, and sanctioned Russian banking industries. Russia is also the largest oil, one of the largest oil producers in the world. We cut off Russian oil into the United States, and our partners in Europe did the same, knowing that we would see higher gas prices. We could have turned a blind eye to Putin's murderous ways. Did you hear what he just said? He said, we cut off, Russia is the biggest oil exporter in the world. We cut off Russian oil, knowing that the price of gas would go up. We are the, oh, Oh, the Biden administration, oh, whoa, we're trying to save democracy while Ukraine shuts down the other opposition, the other dem uh, democratical opposition that was running um, for um, presidency out in Ukraine. And, and, and Zelensky, he shuts them down, takes all their money from them, and then puts them in jail. And we're fighting for democracy? Is that democracy at work, ladies and gentlemen? Hmm. I don't know. But what I do know is he just blatantly said Russia it was one of the biggest U.S. exporters. And instead of putting other sanctions on Russia, we banned Russian oil, knowing that our gas would go up. And the rest of the free world. We were going to have to pay a price as well in the cost of military equipment, economic assistance, humanitarian relief and sanctioned Russian banking industries. Russia is also the largest oil, one of the largest oil producers in the world. We cut off Russian oil into the United States, and our partners in Europe did the same, knowing that we would see higher gas prices. Uh, we could have turned a blind eye to Putin's murderous ways. The price of gas wouldn't have spiked the way it has. I believe that would have been wrong. I believe that then I believe then and I believe now 
the free world had no choice. America could not stand by, and the West could not have stood by, although some suggested at the time, and just watch Putin's tanks roll in Ukraine and seize a sovereign country. If we did stand by, Putin wouldn't have stopped. Really? Putin would have kept going, and we'd face an even steeper price. And it wasn't just me. The American people understood. No, we didn't. The American people rose to the moment. No, we didn't. The American people did what they always have done, Mm -hmm. defend freedom around the world. They chose to stand with the people of Ukraine. Jesus. We had near unanimous support in the Congress, Democrats, Republicans, and Independents for supporting Ukraine, knowing full well the cost. So for all those Republicans in Congress criticizing me today for high gas prices in America, are you now saying we were wrong to support Ukraine? Yes, we are. We, we should have never supported Ukraine. That is a European problem. Why are we getting involved in a European problem? Full well knowing that Russia is going to win. Full well knowing that if we get into this um, war, whether economically, and you've already said we're at war right now, an open admission by the president, which Vladimir Putin hears that, okay, now you're openly stating you are at war with me. That gives me the right to bomb your um, B-I-T-C-H, you know, ass. Are you saying we were wrong to stand up to Putin? Are you saying that we would rather have lower gas prices in America and Putin's iron fist in Europe? I don't believe that. Look, I get the easy politics of the attack. I get that. But the simple truth is gas prices are up almost $2 a gallon because Vladimir Putin's ruthless attack on Ukraine, and we wouldn't let him get away with it. That's the first thing. everything we can to reduce this pain at the pump now. So, um, real quick, um, uh, he's lying because I want you guys, and I want you guys to do this on your own. I want you guys to go online and look at the price of the ruble, which is the uh, Russian, um, uh, Russian, um, it's that's their form of money. It's digital, and the ruble right now. Guess what? It's not hurting. The ruble right now is almost is actually far worth more than the American dollar. Russia's economy is booming right now. All these sanctions have helped Russia's economy, have built Russia's economy up. And then Vladimir Putin openly admitting that no, yeah, I, we're building the new world order right now. We're building the new world order right now with Iran, with China, and India. Germany and Ukraine are going to follow suit. Everyone is turning their backs on America right now behind the scenes. And I reported on it, like like I said, about three months ago and broke down each thing that's going to happen. And this guy... (laughs) This guy is over here trying to convince the American people, oh, it's, a, it's because of Putin. Your price, the price of the gas is up. It's because of Putin. Because Putin wanted to get rid of Nazis in Ukraine. And we didn't want to get rid of those Nazis. Because Putin threatened Operation Gladio members out in Ukraine. That is of the Azov regime. And we don't like those matters. Because we overthrow Ukraine's government in between 2004 and 2008 
with a handful of Nazis and then use and then use taxpayer money to fund gain of functions all throughout Ukraine. And then Victoria Newland goes on Congress talking about the Ukrainians do not have bioweapon um, weapons. They have bioweapon research, but I don't think they have weapons. The Ukrainians. What the heck are you talking about? It's all right. Just you know, let's go back to the clip. And if those experiences shown us anything that we need to grow and harness more energy here at home. Let's lower the price of electric vehicles so we never have to pay the pump in the first place. Major auto companies are preparing for a 50% of future sales to be electric vehicles by 2030, 100% by 2035. We're already building secure supply chains to build these electric vehicles here in America. And we're investing almost $100 billion in public transit and rail. All the studies show that it will take millions of cars. Yeah, we're, we're, building, we're building the um, the outside perimeter of the cars right here in America. But the inside are, are all being um, mined by little children in Africa and the Uyghurs in China right now. That's real enslavement. Children. Forced to carry dynamite inside mines for our electric vehicles that they claim, and I have some information on you. I'm going to break down three key facts and miss with electric vehicles, but they claim are so much better for the environment. Mm. Cars off the road and significantly reduce pollution if there's a serious transportation system available. Let's keep accelerating our deployment of homegrown resources. Sources of energy like solar and wind and nuclear and hydrogen and carbon capture storage. And keep developing a battery technology so we can store that power we need when the sun doesn't shine or the wind doesn't blow. Folks, let's make sure we're never again forced to pay the price of a menacing dictator halfway around the world. Yeah, be kidding me. We can deal with the maintenance immediate crisis of high gas prices and still seize the clean energy future. We're Americans. We can do both. We have the most qualified people in the world. Let me close with this. Even as we lead the world in defending democracy and standing up to a brutal autocrat, there are actions we can take to help American families now. We have taken them. We are taking them. The federal gas tax holiday state gas tax holiday, bringing back refineries, putting them back online. We just have to keep going. I promise you I'm doing everything possible, everything possible to bring the price of energy down, gas prices down. I want to make sure we what all work this together. I'm sorry. May God bless you all and may God protect our troops. Thank you very much. I tell you what, and, and that's, uh, I guess that's all, you know, that, that's, that's all the monkey wanted to say, ladies and gentlemen, and um, now, um, now guys, I, I, I'm going to um, uh, get, uh, debunk this whole electric car um, myth of them being so much more better for the environment, and 
It amazes me on how the American people are so accepting of the electric car narrative, as if there haven't other there haven't been multiple other different types of engines that have been introduced to the American people so long ago that suddenly just disappeared by the same companies by the same companies some of the same companies that are making the electric cars right now like the man that was just shot and killed at the Buffalo market he was in the progression of creating a water-powered engine and he was going to introduce it to the community and then lo and behold well guess what he was gunned down by a supposedly mass shooter that was just randomly there. Just randomly showed up there, right? Not to mention that uh, this random shooter um, was in contact with an ex-FBI for almost two or three weeks prior to him going to the Buffalo market and killing at least 11 people. Killing 11 people. I apologize. So, guys... We need to get into the details and make sure that we are doing our due diligence to find out the real truth. So let me get into these three minutes, ladies and gentlemen. So um, so 10 liters per 100 kilowatts, uh, that's for that. That's they state that's for a very uh, valid for a large heavy car. It's about five passengers, a, you know, significant amount of load, air conditioner. Being driven fast, all that. Now, um, the batteries that are in the electric cars, guys, are about 15 kilowatt per 100 kilowatts. That's about uh, enough to drive two people with no cargo and goes about half the speed, right? And you're also going to need to make sure that you're plugging your electric vehicle up in the middle of the night after you've been driving it. Not to mention the uh, po uh, the charges that you're going to have to th do throughout the day. And hope to God that if you do charge it all throughout the night you have to understand what happens to batteries when you continuously charge them overcharge them all throughout the night it begins to suck the juice out guys so it is honestly my imagination that people do not will not have the discipline to make sure that they're waking up at a set time because that's exactly what you have to do with some of your electric cars you have to set a timer and then go down there and make sure it's charged and then what do you do when the battery is all zapped up because you've continuously left it on the charge all night well ladies and gentlemen these batteries have uh, nasty sulfuric acid and nickel the the nickel chemistries or uh, even uh, luthium the nickel chemistries that are in these batteries are a hundred times worse a thousand times worse for the environment than our gas powered um, cars right now now, the electric car makers don't mention the losses due to charge efficiency of a battery not being 
Now, that battery needs more charge to put into it than it will give back, and it needs to be charged at a higher voltage than what it will give. Now, two things compound to make a battery 70, 70 to 80% efficient, and that's at most. Now, the chargers have some losses, even those that are small, even the batteries that are small, apparently, you know. As a result of this, the manufacturer states that these electric cars will go 100 kilometer with a charge of 15 kilowatt in the batteries. You will need to buy about 20 kilowatt of electricity to recharge that car after that. So for about that's about like let me put it this in uh, put this in more perspective and excuse my um, uh, stutter and stuff like that. I don't. I'm trying my hardest to uh, read through this and um, say it more um, professionally. I would say. Just the bottom line is the total operational cost of an electric car is easily 30% higher than that of a gasoline-powered car. That's the same size, same weight, and the electric car can only take half as many passengers. And that's because of room and loading capacity, by the way. So the cars that we see, you know what I mean, that are double passengered up and stuff like that, you're not putting any extra weight in there. And not just that, it's... It's the sole sole fact that most of us, like I was saying, are not going to have the discipline to plug in and and unplug your electrical cars. And the batteries are so insufficient within these electrical cars that they actually bleed out a lot more than our core. They actually give less energy than the energy that you need to give to the car. So, hydro plant, which dramatically changed the environment of, uh, hydro plant, I'm sorry, which was, which dramatically changed the environment of a large valley and usually not for the best, or a wind turbine, which causes a lot of noise and kills birds by the thousands, a solar plant, which took more energy to make than it will ever generate in its lifetime. Now, ecological advantage of electric cars seems quite a bit diminished. The only real environment advantage that they have is that they avoid polluting the crowded city areas where they are mostly used instead of producing the pollution at less crowded places where their immediate impact is less severe. Now, getting into the third, um, uh, how would you say, uh, uh, myth, is that today's Electricity is basically based on non-renewable resources, coal, oil, natural gas, uranium. Now, the only significant renewable contribution comes from hydroelectricity. This is a form of generation also has severe ecological impact and is strictly limited. Tidal, wind, and sun power are rather plentiful but expensive to harvest. In many cases, the installations required to harvest this power required a lot of energy. Usually, it's required uh, to make the energy out of fossil fuels, by the way, to be made in the first place, and it doesn't look like humanity could satisfy its present energy needs from renewable source alone. Now, blatantly, what I'm trying to say is electric cars within themselves, actually, in order to drive this, um, this Green New Deal that the Biden administration, the Great Reset programming, the culture of trend that they are trying to give to you, they're telling you it's they're giving you this this statement like Grand New Deal, which it sounds if you don't really research into it and, and 
find out what type of uh, pollutions are going into these batteries, what type of pollutions, how do you fix and how do these wind turbines get made, then normally you just hear Green New, Do Green New Deal and think to yourself, well, that is wonderful and that is exactly what we need. Until you find out that the wind turbines cause more pollution and actually kill more animal more animals uh, mostly birds than any other form of renewable resource that we have out here right now and i'll go even further with these solar panels these solar panels actually divert and uh, according to the actual research do not sufficiently obtain energy enough so therefore, you have to run these solar panels off of some type of battery acid, uranium, luthanium, that therefore, after it's all said and done, we send it to the trash sites, and that stuff is more polluted than our gas-fueled engines, and it stays in our ground. It stays in the atmosphere for a thousand times more, guys. So there's, I'm not saying that there is not other options out there but what i am saying is every single time something is presented to us about how would you say um keeping the climate clean or, um, or, or, or God, what, the, what they call clean. Every single time this happens, it's like they always tend. To, it's always like, it's always like they tend to forget that we've been the the American people have seen multiple other different counts of different types of engines. There's a uh, there's um back in the late seventies, there's a scientist that made an engine that run off a nuke. Uh, uh, it was a nuclear. Uh, powered engine that he did and could put into a car and he was in the middle of putting into a car lo and behold he sold his patent and gm took it over never heard from again same thing with the water powered water powered engine that was introduced uh, introduced to us back in the 1980s the guy was in the middle of it was all over youtube i was or not all over youtube it was all all over tv and then he dies and then the patent to that goes to gm all I'm saying is each time this kind of uh, each time that these kind of things get introduced to us, they never fully tell us what the actual ramifications are of some of these green new deals, you know what I mean? And especially with this price gouging, you know what I mean? They say it's price gouging and oh the go the gas and oil industry needs to do their part. Well then we look at the actual statistics, we look at actual the actual charts, and who is the main industry owner of oil and gas? Well, and lo and behold, it's actually it's ExxonMobil. They're a satellite freaking industry. They're a they're a phone company industry. They all they put satellites and build big, huge industrial antennas which they know full well majorly pollute the earth and majorly ch uh, change and alter our weather our our, our our weather not to mention the uh not to mention the cancer that gets produced by the 5G and 6G well they're they're the ones that mainly own oil and gas so how contradictive is it that a phone company the main owner of the oil and gas industry right now is supposedly the same ones that are price gouging? 
The same ones that uh, the same ones that are supposed that are supposedly all about the Green New Deal. You're telling me that these guys are the ones price gouging? Exxon Mobil are the main ones that promote Green New Deal, you know, electric car, but they're racking up $306.87 billion according to these statistics, according to their own chart. And then right below is Chevron. Uh, Chevron. Something is amiss right now, ladies and gentlemen. I am just simply stating... I am just simply stating that, guys. So, I want to move on to gun reform, ladies and gentlemen, or um, the gun debate, guys. And we are going to get into the most um, most recent agreement on gun legislation. Let's go to this clip right now. From a thorough inspection to an impressive... So sorry. Sometimes um, ads get in the way, and I am just blatantly so sorry. The quorum call be dispensed without objection. Mr. President, 28 days ago, an 18-year-old young man opened fire on students at the Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. He murdered 21 people, 19 children and two teachers. In the process, he effectively committed suicide as well. This is an attack that was so cruel, so brutal and inhumane that it has brought much of our nation to its knees in mourning. Since the shooting my office has received, as I'm sure many other members of Congress have, I received tens of thousands of calls and letters and emails with a singular message. Do something. Do something. Not do nothing, but do something. Texans are disgusted and outraged by what happened at Robb Elementary, and they want Congress to take appropriate action to prevent the loss of more innocent lives. I don't want us to pass a bill for the purpose of checking a box. I want to make sure we actually do something useful, something that is capable of becoming a law, something that will have the potential to save lives. I'm happy to report as a result of the hard work of a number of senators in this chamber that we've made some serious progress. Thank you, Mr. President. I believe that this week we will pass legislation that will become the most significant piece of anti-gun violence legislation Congress will have passed in 30 years. This is a breakthrough. And more importantly, it's a bipartisan breakthrough. No. I'm glad to join my friend, Senator Cornyn, on the floor today to talk a little bit about the piece of legislation that our colleagues will be able to look at, hopefully in a matter of moments. Yeah, it's a, well, it's a breakthrough, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's such a breakthrough that um, they are making no mention of... The most recent um, uh, stabbings that have been going on, 
It's such a breakthrough that they make no mention of any of the gang crime rates that have been going on. What am I talking about, ladies and gentlemen? Well, so without getting in, well, without, you know what, with, let me not jump into it. <laughs> let me just say it like that. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, whenever we talk about gun reform, I always try to um, give uh, give give you some articles, and not only that, guys, I, I I try to give you the reality of the restrictions that we are putting on guns, guys. So this is one article that um, came out of U uh, Uz Middle School in Yulan in the Shenzhen province in northwest China. Now I understand that this is uh, this is China, guys. It's nothing to do with America. But I just want to read this off to you guys. Okay, Chinese teen receives 16 stitches on face after being punched by teacher for not paying attention in class. Okay. A school principal in northwest China fired a teacher on Saturday who punched a 15-year-old student so hard it shattered his eyeglasses, causing injuries that required 16 stitches. The incident on May 13th sparked a debate in mainland China about whether teachers should be held liable for hitting students because it was the second such incident that has gone viral in the past month. Yeah, and that's now they're just, well, you know, we, we may want to hold teachers liable because they are beating the shit out of the students and what can the parents do about that well they can't do absolutely nothing so after the attack the teacher took Gin to the local hospital for medical treatment according to particle news the Chinese news uh, aggregation uh, aggregation platform the hospital gave the boys simple uh, sutures for the cuts that included a two uh, centimeter long laceration next to his lower eye <clears throat> he broke that kid's glasses now, according to the parents' text messaging history, the teacher told the family that he was talking, taking Gang to the hospital, but not tell, but did not tell them about the stitches or what happened. Afterwards, Gang mother referred to the sloppy uh, suturing, told the teacher, "For a second time, you have caused the child severe physical and mental injury, and we are hurting inside." Worrying about scarring, Gang's father brought his son to a hospital in Jing, the capital city of uh, Shenzhen, for my son said his face was too ugly to look at and he did not want to go to school anymore because the stitches gave him anxiety. Gang's father said he could not attend school until his scars have healed. So according to the father, the physics teacher had previously beaten other students, but this was the most severe incident. The teacher apologized to the family, but they were unsatisfied with the outcome and they would press and pursue additional penitive actions. The principal who fired the teacher, surnamed Lee, the case has been filed with the local police department and handed over to them. The frequency of the two incidents infuriated people in China, and parents expressed concerns about their children's safety in schools. This is a violent crime and the teacher should be punished under the law, said one user on Weibo, China's Twitter-like platform. If the cost of breaking the law is low, then safety is compromised and the, loss and the law loses its dignity. Another wrote, irresponsible and bad teachers plant extremely negative or hateful seeds in young minds. Oh yeah, that's what it's all about. It's 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 bad teacher 
planting extremely bad seeds in the in the minds of of uh, men and women. You know, uh, you know, you know what this is about. You know, this is about um, all the Democratic senators appeasing China and saying that we need to act more like China. We need to be more like China. Wasn't it, wasn't it the Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, that said, oh my gosh, I, you know, I think China is literally like the best, best thing because they have a, a great dictatorship? Well, that dictatorship allows them to, you know, do things that, oh, you know, we can't. You mean like teachers beating the, uh, literally the shit out of their students and causing 16 stitches to a student's face? And the reason why I'm, I'm mentioning this first, ladies and gentlemen, is because I want I want I want the people to understand this is the type of acclimatization and brainwashing that the Chinese people already have in their minds. So even when their children get beat, it, oh, it came from a teacher, so they're not going to do anything. Oh, because it came from the government, it came from the state. It came from the government. You see what I'm saying? Oh, that means. Oh, well, that means we need to. We need to hold. We need to hold these people up from law. But if that was anybody else, if that was some person on the street that did that to that student, just walked up and did it, everything would have been turned in the people's eyes. They probably would have been like, "No, nah, go there and beat the hell out of that uh, out of that person," right? And rightfully so. But it's the brainwashing of thinking, well, it's when it comes from a, a teacher, when it comes from a student, when it comes from a doctor here in China, we're so brainwashed to think that, well, it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter if they kill my, 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 my son the next time. I'll just try to make sure that I hold them accountable to the law, the same law that does not hold the teachers or the people, the authority in China it does not hold them accountable for their actions. But the people of China are so brainwashed to think that, well, we have a chance to hold them accountable. Even though the law states that we don't hold them accountable to any of this. These laws are meant for you, to enslave you. And it gets juicier with, um, uh, with, with, with this, ladies and gentlemen. With everybody talking about gun reform, I have article after article that I'm going about ready to get to. Some of them, I'm just going to name them off real quick. Of people getting stabbed, mauled, and they have nothing to do with firearms. So always remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you really, really think that getting rid of uh, uh, putting more regulations on firearms is the real question, I want you to be aware that that does not stop the evil people in this world from doing evil things. It does not stop them. These laws will not condemn them and it will not make it any harder for you know, any of these mass shooters to obtain a firearm, obtain a weapon, it, that will not make it any harder. It will only elevate these people that want to do that kind of harm. It will only elevate them to do something more drastic than pick up that uh, uh, gun and go shoot something up. We have to realize that the firearm is not the problem. It is the education and the knowledge that we give to our children of these firearms and we are giving to ourselves. That is the real issue 
of human violence, or what, what, um, what um, a lot of people are calling it is gun violence. But that is the real issue of that. We cannot say this is a, a gun violence issue when all of our kids, when, when, when your kid gets his information from a video game of what it, what it, what it looks like to kill somebody or what, it, what guns do. You're allowing your children to get their information from YouTube, from, inter, from the Internet, or maybe even from yourself. But you yourself know nothing about firearms. You yourself have never shot a firearm. And if you have, you've done it one time and then made up your mind that it's a weapon of mass destruction. But going out to a bar every single every single week, oh, you can do that, no problem. Even even when you first started doing it, you didn't really, it wasn't really fun, you know what I mean? But after a while of you doing it, suddenly it's fun. Well, what do you think is going to happen with everything that you do for a while? You're going to find stuff that you like, that you are good at. But you have to keep you have to stay to it. So guys, we're we're gonna go to quick a uh, uh, quick little um, a quick little break real quick, and then we're gonna follow back up, guys, with all these articles. And I'm just gonna read them. I'm gonna read a couple of them off for you guys, and then we're gonna get into a couple of them. But just just remember, ladies and gentlemen, that if you think China's government and China's dictatorship is really a beacon of light, and uh, the fascism that comes out of China or the socialism or the communism, whatever you want to call it, that comes out of China, is so bueno and it's so good let me remind you that teachers are beating the hell out of students giving them 16 stitches and there is no law that says the teacher cannot do that but there are all laws in place that the civilians in china cannot do that to one another you see how that works because then they get held accountable but if it comes from a teacher I want you to really realize the brainwashing in that. They are so acclimated to believe in whatever the government tells them that rather fight against the teacher. And I, I know, I, listen to me, I, I'm not a tough guy or anything like that. And once again, I've never called for violence. But I'm telling you right now that um, if I find out that a teacher um, hit my son, my daughter, so hard that she has to go get 16 stitches, and then he lied to me and told me why he's going to the hospital, I don't care where we're at. I don't care about any of that. You might not walk out of there. And I, and I, I already know where I'm going, so I don't care. We need we we as the people of America need to refuse to be treated like dogs and machines that can be altered to the elite coding or um, um, human beings that can be altered to what they want us to be altered to. We can only talk about what the the, the point of views what they want us to talk about too. No no more of that, ladies and gentlemen. Let us truthfully think for ourselves and really, really break away from the construct that is of the New World Order as it is being introduced to us. Because this is a, this is, this, these plans have been going on for a very, very, very long time. I mean, they've changed the wording from the Global Reset probably like eight times now. For crying out loud, they used to, the first, the first, um, how do you say program of this was actually called uh, Lockheed Martin uh, Lockstep Operation Lockstep and the Rockefeller Foundation. Then it changed into Agenda 21 and now it's Agenda 30 and all these other things. It's just another bowl being smoked in your pipe. But that's the same bag of weed you're smoking. 
if you dig what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen. So let's go to a quick break, guys. And then let's get back into this news, guys. Because once again, I have a lot of news to get to. I have a lot of incidents that the mainstream media probably didn't tell you about what happened, especially right here in Nebraska. So let's, let's go to break, and then we shall be back. All right, guys. We are in the third hour of Subliminal Message Studios. Thank you very much for joining me. As always stated, guys, I do really truly appreciate every single one of you for your support, for everything that you do in your daily life. If no one has said thank you for it, then thank you. Now, I'm not going to say thank you to you if you're doing something immorally wrong to yourself and or others, and you need, you know, you might want to think about that. Um, thank you. T-H-I-N-K, not T-H-A-N-K. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are in uh, the third hour and we are going over the gun debate. We are going over how the new regulations are only meant to are only meant to stricken the rights of the American people to not be able to fight back without without knowing for sure now that there will be ramifications no matter how gruesome the scene that you're going through if you use a firearm you will be held accountable you will go to jail with which that within itself should really really make people understand why firearms are not the real issue that they're going after the real issue that they want to go after and they they're, they're, it's the same issue that they've been um, uh, planning on for a while is the actual dis disarming the American people. They can give a shit less if, excuse my language, they can care less if it was, if the American people all carried samurai swords. They would go after samurai swords. This is strictly only about disarming the American people. We are the beacon of light. We are the last stand of freedom. The American people are. With our second amendment, we can change the world once again. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to go over a few articles that um, the mainstream media has not told you about. So, guys, here's one. Woman stabs several people during truck stop fight. A Wichita woman, uh, woman remains behind bars after police said multiple people were stabbed during a large dispute over something. Man stabbed to death in parking lot after a party in Kearney Massea restaurant. Multiple people injured as man goes on knife rampage at shopping mall. At least two, at, at least twenty people, at least twenty people injured and two people dead after a violent attack in Vesturis in Sweden. Nigerian man stabbed to death. Three women gang raped in Minpolonga. Uh, three people stabbed in the Philippines. Murder probe launched after man stabbed multiple uh, multiple times. Two 19-year-old women from Ladley, a 19-year-old Cambodia man, and a 24-year-old man, Cosby man, were all arrested in the stabbing. 16-year-old 16 16 stabbed in the face while waiting for a New York City bus, ladies and gentlemen. That happened just seven days, seven days ago. The rest of these articles are basically two to just happened yesterday, man. Uh, now, this 16-year-old uh, that was stabbed in the face while waiting for the New York uh, City subway, that happened about a week ago. Five policemen and one home guard stabbed inside Delhi police station. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that happened inside of a police station. 
Okay, guys? And um, firearms had nothing to do with any of these attacks, guys. Nothing to do with these attacks. So the five policemen that were stabbed and one uh, and one home guard stabbed inside Delhi police station. According to police, an unidentified man came as a came as a complaint to the cyber cell police station and started attacking the staff, stabbing them multiple times. Five police personnel and an at home guard were allegedly stabbed by a 29 year old Unidentified as or identified as Baruch Bahadi inside the Cybercell Police Station in Delhi's Sander and uh, on Wednesday afternoon, one one uh, man was stabbed in the chest and critically, while four others are sta said to be in stable condition. You know, you know, we just we we just need to start banning you know knives and stuff like that because once we ban knives, then we'll definitely be safe, right? Listen to this. How's this for the boyfriend uh, loophole? Girlfriend told accused murderer, get out of the country after dad of two stabbed. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This just happened um, about 20 hours ago, right? Girlfriend told murderer, uh, murderer, get out of the country after he stabbed, after he stabbed the dad of two. The girlfriend alleged murderer told him, I love you. I'm sorry. Get out of the country after he knifed the dad of two in the heart. Prosecutors say Adam Fletcher stabbed Paul Stinson in the heart outside a home on West Derby's Princess Drive, where both had been attending a party, and that Susie Liu and his and then and his then girlfriend was one of the three people who tried to help him help him evade justice. Oh wow, yeah. Fletcher is currently on trial at Liverpool Crown Court and stands accused of murder and of possessing a bladed article. Lee and two of Fletcher's friends, Demon Walsh and Nathan Fingernin, are all accused of assisting on a, an offender. While Lee also faces an additional charge of witness intimidation, the four deny the charges. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, why why is why are they not um convicting him of assault with a deadly weapon as well? Assault with a murderous weapon. There's all different types of wording that we could throw on there. But why is Fletcher not being held accountable for using? Because if if he would have used a knife, ladies, or if, uh, a knife, I apologize. Hold on. Because if Fletcher would have used a firearm in this case, the police would have tagged on assault with a def a deadly weapon. Gun charge after gun charge after this charge. Why is he only being accused of murder and possessing a bladed article? Now, I want you guys to really, really obtain and really wrap your minds around that and understand on how they demonize and how the law preemptively demonizes the firearms and demonizes guns when they get put into use into either A, saving someone's life or B, taking someone's life. Either way, the charges stay the same. If you are carrying a firearm and you save someone's life, uh, save someone's life, yeah, let's say you save multiple people's life. Well, it doesn't matter what, if you're, if it's not registered. The police are still going to lock you up, put you in jail, charge you with unlawful carry of a firearm, and multiple other different charges. It does not matter if you save those people. But let's say, uh, let's flip the script. Let's say if you are walking and, and, and you have a, a knife on you and you save and you save um, uh, uh, multiple people by stabbing someone with your knife. 
Why are you not being charged? Why, why, why is it so different? Either way, you have saved a life or you have taken a life with a weapon. I, I, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm really, really trying to get, uh, this, get, get, get into your guys' head and really make you guys understand the psychology of the law. And, and, and also that allows you to understand on how brainwashing works with firearms. Because whenever a firearm is used, oh, well, it's, oh, gun charge, gun charge this. Oh, it was unlawful carry. The, oh, the gun was unregistered. It was, oh, it was a legal gun. They always add all these other charges. And then mainstream media puts it out there. Oh, it was a legal gun. It was a ghost gun. It was illegally obtained. Or it was a, or, or the best one is, oh, it was a legal firearm. But that person still used it. You know what I'm saying? But whenever it's a stabbing victim, like like uh, the woman that stabbed several people during a truck stop fight, oh, well, she's just remaining uh, behind bars. That's all. She's just remaining uh, behind bars. She got charged with aggravated assault, uh, aggravated assault, family violence, aggravated assault, exhibit and uh, oh here's one the exhibit of a weapon oh exhibit of a weapon and she also got assault one count so she got aggravated assault of family violence the use of uh, of the use uh, or the use and the exhibit uh, the exhibition of a weapon aggravated assault and assault which is just count one that's all. There is no, there is no, well, she was charged with unlawful carry of a knife or unlawful, unlawful obtaining of a, of a bladed knife. She was in charge with, with, um, all these extra counts, all these extra charges, whenever it goes into the fact when someone's using a gun, there are absolutely no laws put into place. Like if you stab multiple people, if you kill multiple people with a pencil, and uh, if you think that hasn't happened, I want you. I refer you to the story of Ma, of Majia, Majia. Oh crap! I don't know his last name. Um, uh, he was a man that took a pencil when he was in school in a teenage school out in Africa, and he went around the entire school, almost the entire school, and stabbed everyone, killed seventy freaking people with a pencil. Look it up. Look it up. Now, I do believe there are other weapons that he used. I'm not going to lie. I, but I do know that he stabbed multiple people with that pencil. And, got, and, and and until the cops actually showed up, because people could, the people were trying to stop him, and, and, and they couldn't stop him. Every single time a group formulated around him, they'd get stabbed in some kind of way. They'd get hurt. It wasn't until the police showed up with guns, and they shot him right in the freaking head, put him down. So, I I really, really want the people to understand the psychology of when of 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 when they when they say you know that this is of, of you know of some kind of something with uh, the firearm nature you know what i mean something with the gun you know what i mean you have to realize how they are playing this and you have to realize how the law actually plays onto it and, and uses all these all these you know what i mean these new, uh, you know, these new uh, introduces these new uh, new laws and all this and that. Speaking of uh, new laws, guys and rhinos, um, I I'm going to play this uh, short clip for you, and it's about um, uh, bacon right here in Omaha, Nebraska. And they actually tell on him. It's amazing to me right now because they actually tell on bacon, calling him a Biden Republican. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. 
So listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. No, and, and what's more, I mean, you know, the thing is that uh, the Senate, the people in the Senate who have agreed to this framework, mm-hmm. they've already discounted Damn. Trump. I mean, the only new person who has... Gen- something genuine to fear, maybe, is Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, right? But she may have done the right vote right. for well, that election, right? Because right, she exactly. needs second choice Democrats. Right. Yeah. Because so, they have a yeah, they have right choice voting. Yeah, yeah. They have right choice. So, but I mean, she is the only one. If you look at that, slip, it's not young, she, but it's after Trumper. Right. Yeah. So um, the House is a little different, and so I guess there's this idea that they can get. As you, said, as you said, sort of the Biden Republicans in the House. Well, Don Bacon, the Omaha. Yeah. You know, we know he, he's got a Biden district. He was on my show a couple weeks ago. He sounds like a guy that's looking for a reason to vote for this stuff. Right. right. Did, you hear, did you hear what he just said? Oh, 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 the Biden Republicans? Oh, you mean Don Bacon from Omaha? Oh, yeah. He's definitely a Biden Republican. What is a Biden Republican, first of all? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to play that for you just one more time because it's if, if, if they're not straight up just ruining Don Bacon's Republican career right here, and I want to make sure I, I replay this on Twitter. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to record this short little clip of this. And um, if, that's not, if, if, if the mainstream media, if CNN didn't just ruin Don Bacon's career, I don't know what did. Don Bacon, in mainstream media's own words, they have just exposed you. You are, to them, a Biden Republican. Let's replay this. She is the only one. If you look at that, it's not young, but it's after Trumper. Right. Yeah. So um, the House is a little different, and so I guess there's this idea that they can get, as you said, as you said, the sort of the Biden Republicans in the House. Well, Don Bacon, the Omaha. Yeah. You know, we know he, he's got a Biden district. He was on my show a couple weeks ago. He sounds like a guy that's looking for a reason to vote for this stuff. Right. But yeah. in the end, I mean. It, <laughs> Oh man, it's uh, you know, guys, it's 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 astounding when you hear when you hear this kind of stuff. Oh, Don Bacon of Omaha, yeah, he's got a Biden district. This that's he, he's a Biden Republican. Yeah, he's looking like he has a reason to vote for this gun safety uh, regulations. Don Bacon, you have lost all credibility with me. You have lost all credibility with me, full well knowing. And I and I've looked at your uh, record, uh, record bacon. Um, yeah, let's just say I have. I have I, I'm my next uh, segment is going to be focused on some of the bills that you have um, voted for, and they've been anything but constitutional, pro-American. For instance, Don Bacon was the one that shot down the constitutional carry right here in the state of Nebraska. Right at, right before he said, oh, I believe in firearms. I believe in people having firearms. And then when it came time, time for the vote, lo and behold, man, we had people turn their backs and really, really show their real colors. But, um, man, that's, uh, that, that's just amazing to me. The Biden Republicans, Don Bacon, let's hear that again. And so... I guess there's this idea that they can get, as you said, as you said, the sort of the Biden Republicans in the House. Well, Don Bacon, the Omaha. Yeah. You know, we know he, he's got a Biden district. He was on my show a couple weeks ago. He sounds like a guy that's looking for a reason to vote for this stuff. Right. But yeah. in the end, I mean, Trump's bandwagoning has been his approach this in this election season, jumping off Mel Brooks and yeah. jumping onto Katie yeah. Britt so that he can claim a victory. But in this case, he obviously he has to say 
Why though? Also because he doesn't want Tucker Carlson to get ahead of him. He doesn't want <laughs> that, that much true. And let me pivot a little bit to January sixth. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you know, well, uh, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Um, uh, you know, there it is. Uh, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, once again, that just that kind of goes along with what I was saying about how Omaha, Nebraska, uh, Nebraska, the state of Nebraska, does have a significant amount of uh, rhinos that are in here that call themselves Republicans, but they are anything but Republican. They are on the global set, uh, reset agenda. They know all about. They know all about the different strategics and military invasion. They know that military invasion does not mean putting troops on the ground half the time. It only means it. It means that you can military invade through changing the geographical stance of the population in one country. If you can do that, you can military shrink their econ economical down to a point where you have control of the food industry in that country. And you add on, if you have a corrupt system already in place into that country, well, then you're shutting stuff down without putting one troop on the ground within a heartbeat. You don't have to put troops on the ground. You don't have to do anything. If you have a corrupt system that you own in place, and then you are operating through through closed-door manipulation, military strategies, then it's far easier to overthrow a country through mass migration, through starvation of the people. It's a lot easier to manipulate the narratives of the human mind if you already have a society that is socially and group-based, where they, where where everyone is accepting of one notion as long as everyone else is accepting of that notion too. Anybody else that speaks out, they get pushed aside and they get ostracized for telling the truth, and that's the type of culture we are living in, guys. And Don Bacon. You're a Biden Republican. I'm gonna remember. <laughs> I'm gonna remember that. I'm gonna remember. We cannot. We cannot depend on you when it comes to real uh, constitutional care. We cannot depend on you to uphold your oath to the Constitution. And um, and you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I I, I get, staying on the gun debate, guys. It it's not just it's not just about self defense. We have teenagers out here that are so diminished. Morally and ethically and physically that even if they don't like firearms, they know that there's absolutely no way to actually defend themselves. Teenagers out here are opting in. Young adults are opting in to just kill themselves because they do not see a future in sight. And even when they're at college, and I'm about ready to get to the specific article, ladies and gentlemen, it makes it makes me disgusted on the... Um, appealing that the university is doing. I'm going to get to it, but children are opting, opting into killing themselves because they do not see a future that protects them and their rights. And it does not matter. When I mean rights, I'm not talking about, oh, my body, my choice. No, I mean the right to be safe. To not walk down the street and see some crackhead. To not to not to take your kids on a walk and have to worry about being stabbed and robbed. To have your wife carry money down the street because she's the main one that carries money. You don't have to worry about her being robbed by some you know wannabe gangbanger. By going downtown and knowing that you're not going to have to get into some fight because everyone is all pissed off from something in one way or another. I mean those basic human instinct rights. 
And that is why everyone is getting so much more angry. Everyone is looking to fight one another. I mean, these, these the global elites are picking at our basic instincts. At our basic instincts. Picking at our fear. Picking at our anger and aggression. And then they're pointing it towards one another. They're, they're telling you it's your fault. Or it's, it's his fault. It's anyone's fault but ours. And we are so dumbed down that half of the population in America actually believes it. They believe it's their fault. Full well knowing and seeing what they're doing right in front of their faces and still, Stockholm Syndrome is a B-I-T-C-H. So um, what I mean by children that are feeling this way, guys, so listen to this. Natasha Abrihart from Nottingham, uh, from Nottingham uh, Hampshire was studying at the University of Bristol when she committed uh, suicide in April, 20, uh, two, in April 2018. Now, after a civil action, a judge ruled the university had discriminated against her over her social anxiety disability. Miss Abbeyhart, 20 from West Bridgeford, was in her second year when she was told she was expected to take part in a group presentation in a 329-seat lecture theater, in a quest into Miss Albright's death in May 2019, found she had been neglected by mental health services, but the coroner ruled the adequacy of support provided by the university was outside the outside of the inadequate scope. Following civil action brought by Miss Aubrey's parents, Judge Alex Rolton, a major left libtard, by the way, a major major left um, left side judge, that believes that universities and corporations should be held accountable if you kill yourself. It makes absolutely no sense. Absolutely no sense. Judge Alex Ralston found the university had breached its duties to make reasonable adjustments to the way it assessed Miss Albright and treated her unfavorably because of the consequences of her disability. He found these breaches led to the physics student's death noting that it was accepted by the medical experts that the primary stressor and cause of Natasha's depressive illness was the oral assessment. I want to stop that right there, ladies and gentlemen. Now, before I give my own opinion, which um, I guess in an effort, this is exactly what this will be, is just my own opinion. I want to um, give a quick prayer for um, Natalie and her take, Miss Albright, um, and her taking her own life. And the anxiety and the depression that she did feel and resulted in her taking her life. But the key words I'm using right now is the anxiety and depression that she felt. It is not the university's responsibility. No one was holding a gun to her head saying that you will, um, uh, you will do this. There is no responsibility for her. Miss Albright's actions because all the responsibility and her parents are claiming all the responsibility of her emotional actions which drives a narrative that everything you do in your life is everyone else's fault well the parents in their righteous notion and their emotion to get supposedly justice for Miss Albright is to go after the university and claim it's the university's fault for Miss Albright's responsibility of her own actions. It is Miss Albright, it was Miss Albright that committed suicide. Now my heart goes deeply for Miss Albright, and I and I, 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 I this is a very touchy subject. I am very, very much aware, okay? And I can I can I also want to say this. I'm not I'm not saying that there isn't other 
factors into why people kill the, uh, kill themselves. I'm certainly not saying that. I'm certainly not saying you shouldn't be there for someone that has stated they might kill themselves. I'm certainly not saying that. But what I am saying is as soon as we drive the cultural notion that whenever someone kills themselves, it is everyone else's responsibility but the person that killed themselves. It's like saying, oh, well, you're a meth addict. Don't worry. It's, it's your mom's fault. It's your friend's fault. It's your brother's fault. It's not your fault that you're a meth addict. Do all the meth you want. Don't worry. I'll help you through this whole, this whole lifestyle that you're going through. Full well knowing that this person has no commitment to uplift themselves, to stop doing meth. And that drives the narrative in the culture that whenever you do something sadistic, like the school shooters that are happening, the, the mass shooters that are happening, well, where do you think they're getting the notion from of doing this and either A, they're going to become famous, or B, they can just throw up their hands and say, well, it's not, it wasn't my fault. It was because I wasn't getting paid attention to. It's because the group didn't accept me, right? The group did not accept me. Let that drive into your head. Oh, because the group didn't accept me. That is because the group does not accept itself. They only accept the group. They do not accept themselves as individuals because they do not know themselves as individuals. They only know themselves when they are in a group, which leaves the real term and the real definition of acceptance to a complete blank and it eliminates the real true notion of acceptance so in today's culture we are passing laws and judges are reappealing courts to find universities responsible for someone else's actions of taking their own lives am i saying that the university should have made sure that miss albright's um mental well-being should have been noted in no I am not saying that. I'm sure. Yes, of course, I, I am saying that if one of the university professors or one of the uh, psychologists that or one of the therapists that were talking to Miss Albright and she was expressing this type of depression, of course, they should have notified the authorities right away. They should have told someone. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you see something, say something. But what about Miss Albright's friends? Where is their responsibility in this notion? What we all know about Miss Albright, and, and it says here right now, it says here right here that Miss Albright was very, very ch uh, charitable, and she hung around her friends quite profusely and collaborated effort and collaborative effort with others in her studies. So she was very, 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 very sociable. Why are we not holding her friends accountable for her committing suicide? Why is it the university that should be hold, held accountable? Are her friends, our friends to people, not more, that's our, our friends to me and you, are their voices that much more significant than the university's voices? Uh, from what we know, all throughout high school, and, and, and from what we know about basic human nature, it's definitely your friends' voices that affect you the most. You care about them. You want to know of uh, the you know you want to know how they really feel about you, you know, and it hurts sometimes. That's that that's what makes you a better person. So why are they not going after the uh, her friends, ladies and gentlemen? Why go after the university for her actions? I'm telling you why this judge wanted to reappeal this case is because it drives a notion to the culture 
<clears throat> that no matter what you do and how evil you are, no matter how depressed you are, it's always someone else's fault. It's always someone else's fault. So go kill everyone, kill yourself. It's it. Don't worry. It's someone else's fault. And then we wonder why suicide rates skyrocketed all throughout the pandemic because everyone threw up their hands and taken instead of taking responsibility for what they could what they could do as individuals when the pandemic first started, the youth saw mass formulation and saw their parents fall in line with someone else's ideology. What kind of hope is that for the youth when you see your parents get so scared out of their mind that they just leave their, they tell their children, oh my God, we're going to die. Mask up. We need to get vaccinated. The psychology that that drives to the, the, to, to the youth, it tells them that that parent will not protect them when push comes to shove. It tells them that that parent really, really doesn't care about their true and real safety. Because as soon as something that actually affects their real safety, they throw up their hands and they look at everyone else. So what do you think that is saying to the psychology of the youth nowadays and throughout the pandemic? Could that have been one of the main reasons why children were starting to kill themselves? 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds 11 killing themselves? And the experts, and, and the experts, you know what the experts are saying, ladies and gentlemen? Well, the experts are saying, you know why? Um, uh, the experts here in, uh, uh, this is this is a KTV. This is an article right here in Omaha, Nebraska, right? Listen to this, guys. Experts give advice on how to talk to kids about mental health. Oh, my God. Yeah, they, they, you, know, you, know, you want to talk to kids about uh, mental health, you know what I'm saying? Now, um, here's the full article. As children enjoy time out of the classroom, they're also without their normal routine and adult supervision that school provides. Oh, adult supervision that school provides. You see, the, um, this is, uh, this is uh, the beginning of psychology and the brainwashing. Oh, kids are so unsupervised. They need to be in school because their parents don't take care of them. Remember, you're a parent. You don't take care of your child. You let the state take care of your child. Right. So it goes on by saying, um, IN5 is a nonprofit in society in Cincinnati that works to increase awareness and ed education about mental health in teens and adults. After the pandemic, it left most teens with a thought of hopelessness and suicidal thoughts. Teachers and sometimes even friends are out of the picture for these, these months, these few months. That can mean more responsibility for parents. It's really important that parents are paying attention and they're asking questions, Edgar Miller said. According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, in 2020, suicide was the second leading cause of deaths for, peaches, uh, for people ages 10 to 14. You know what the first cause of death was during the pandemic? It wasn't the virus. It was drug overdoses. Yeah, and that included in young adults, too. So listen to this. It's a shocking age that I think we've seen a lot happen over the last two years. Our children have had to go through an experience that's very traumatic. They haven't been in their normal routine. They've lost a lot of their normal relationships and they've developed in school have been a lot lost in a lot of lot of cases, Edgar Miller said. These tragedies prompt, prompted the need for prevention. Edgar Miller said, don't shy away from the tough conversations. 
listen to what the tough conversations are, according to Edgar Millie. These are tough conversations, right? This is real critical thinking right here. This is literally on your P's and Q's, asking questions like this. Are you happy? Are you feeling okay? I notice changes in what's going on in your behavior. Let's talk about that. What kind of feelings are you having? <laughs> That's tough questions, ladies and gentlemen. Those are critically minded questions that you need to be asking your children because that is exactly what the youth and children are wondering about, right? How are you feeling? Are you happy? Are you feeling okay, little Bobby? What's that? I can't hear you while you put on those four masks, while you have those four masks on. I'm sorry, let's take you off this life support because I gave you a vaccine that I had no idea what was really, really in it. Edgar Miller also stressed the importance of what she calls protective factors. Kids need to have friends, family members, hobbies that elicit joy, and if you have concerns, speak up. I think because the numbers have accelerated so fast, everyone has to come to the realization that we need to make this a priority. If a child is having mental health emergency, take them to the hospital. I mean, you got to be kidding me, ladies and gentlemen. That says it all. If a child is having a mental health emergency, if a child is very, if your son or daughter is very, very depressed, don't try to fix your daughter yourself. Don't tell your daughter or son how much you love them and how much you care for them. No, 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 no. Don't do any of that. You take your son and daughter right to the hospital and let the experts... The experts ask your son and daughter those critical, tough questions. How are you feeling? Are you happy? <laughs> like, hold on. What's another one? Hold on. Let me get this straight. What's another one? I see. I notice changes in your behavior. What's going on? These are some swept. These are some... Man, I would have never asked my I would have never thought about asking my son or my daughter these questions. Oh my oh my god. These experts, I'm telling I'm telling you right now, ladies and gentlemen, these experts, they know what they're talking about. Oh yeah. These experts, man, they're they're asking the the, the real critical questions that the youth today really, really want to be asked by their, um, by, by, oh, uh, uh, by, by the doctors and by the experts and the teachers and, you know, everyone else but their parents, but their mom and dad, you know what I'm saying? According to KETV, you know, if you're, if your child is having a mental health issue, if your child is feeling depressed or sad, do not tell your child to, you know, that how much you love your child. Do not tell your child how much you want to be there for them. Don't, don't console in your child. Don't get to know your child. No, 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 no. Don't do any of that. Go to the hospital when your child is having a mental health crisis. Do you dig? Oh, but by the way, we're going to make sure that we take away and regulate the firearms. And, and, and on top of that, we are going to make sure that the youth and their education and the only education they're getting with firearms is coming from video games and YouTube that gets distorted and blows people and blows the truth out of the freaking water like lie after lie we have a president that literally said a 22 caliber bullet blows or uh, gets stuck in the lung but a nine millimeter round blows the lung out how retarded it like i mean i'm i'm sorry i i, I don't want to be mean but 
This, I'm just saying, this might be the reason why a lot of our youth are so dumbed down when it comes to firearms and safety and calibers and what they actually do and the different types of calibers and when to carry your firearm, how to carry your firearm, where to put your firearm, education of the firearm, what else you need to have on you if you do carry a firearm, all these things, ladies and gentlemen. This, like I said, in my opinion, I do not believe that the um, human violence that is going on right now, or what we would call, or what uh, the libtards would call is gun violence. I, I, I'm calling it human violence because we, I do truly believe that we need to start calling these crimes for what they are. It's not gun violence. A gun is, isn't out there mobbing deep in, it, in its Lamborghini with nobody holding on to it. Just pow, pow, shoot them up. It's not, that's not happening. But it's human violence. Right? And that's exactly what it is. And I and I, I in my opinion I do not think it's a mental health issue. That's not to say that we do not have a a a a def, a certain definition. Listen to the words I'm saying, a certain definition of mental health that is going on in the country. I'm not saying that. That's not to say um I, I am saying on the left side, I am saying that uh the common sense gun reform needs to be done with. If I had my way when it comes to the Second Amendment, and I'm not just saying the Second Amendment, I, I will keep with the firearms because I, I advise you to actually read the Second Amendment and you know you'll 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 understand why I am saying strictly with firearms. If I had it my way with the legality of uh guns and gun ownership, I would make guns legal all across the board. And I mean that literally legal all across the board. No rules, no nothing. No, 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 no nothing. And I would make sure that the general, my, the general population would be knowledgeable and, and have the education of a firearm. So if somebody does want to go, you know, berserk and go to a school and I'm going to kill everyone, you know, with their little drag queen self. Well, I want you to know that I have trained teachers and not only have I trained teachers, but teachers have the knowledge to bat, bust a cap in your punk ass. And they will. Excuse my language. And they should. Evil does not follow law, ladies and gentlemen. The bad in this world, whatever you want to call it, has no intent of following law the way we do. These gun regulations will mean nothing. They will only subjugate women to more violence. And, that, and, I, and I, I want to really, really go back to this, guys. I, and I, there's another clip I want to get to, um, but I really want to go back to this. these these gun relate or gun new or gun related gun regulations. They I feel horrible for for women. Because they only really, really, really affect women. There's enough intimidation of what you're gonna, what you have to go through when you're getting and obtaining a firearm. For women, it's a lot more of a, it's a lot more, it's a lot more intimidating. And now with this thing, women, I, I said this once. I'm gonna say it again. I honestly, truly believe that women should be carrying firearms a lot more than men. I would be perfectly okay. I, I honestly, so if, I, if um, I, I'm a single father, um, but if uh, if if I was dating someone, and I would be completely okay with leaving my firearm at home as long as she's carrying. I would leave my firearm at home. She's she's carrying. Girl, get it. Power Ranger. If someone tries to take our lives, girl, Power Ranger the heck out of that person. 
You know, I want you to do, I want you to do the whole thing too. I want you to it's morphin time. You know? <laughs> I want you to do it all. You know what I'm saying? Now my firearms at home, baby. I feel safe. These regulations are are, are more stricken and, and they, they strict the mentality of of women wanting to get into firearms. It's 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 a very very bad notion. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, um, rapes are skyrocketing all across America right now. With women, with women being forcibly raped, having no chance of fighting back, and I guarantee, I guarantee you, if women had the, if women start, if we started training our women and protecting our women and giving them the knowledge, not just of uh, the use of a firearm, but getting, giving them the knowledge of everything that comes with it, how to fight, how to use a knife. That's a, that's I, um, in my opinion, I think that's uh, something that you should do before you pick up a gun is learn how to use a knife. Um, but uh, use a knife, you know, and then and then, you know, what I mean, get your firearm and, and, and make him make them aware that you can look just as pretty. You know what I mean? If, if a girl is worried about being pretty, you know what I mean? They're worried about what kind of holster and all this. Like you can you can do all that and look just as pretty. And, and the women that don't give a crap about looking pretty, they just holster me up. Doggy, you know what I mean? I don't listen. You can do that, too. But these laws and regulations are more or less just affecting the women. Men, like, you know what I mean? You hear every single one of us, you know, Republicans say, you know, are crazy gun owners, you know what I mean? I lost my weapons in a, in a fish boat accident, you know what I mean? I dug a hole and I put them in there, you know what I mean? We, we will find a way, you know what I'm saying? We will find a way. But the women are left there. All, all, all alone, and I, and that's not to say that they are incapable of protecting themselves. I am not saying that. I want you to really hear me. I'm not saying that at all. I know a lot of women, and I, and um, this, and, and I, and sh- let me say this. I know. I'm just going to say this. I'm not going to name names, but I know a lot of women that will beat the brick off of a lot of muscular men that I know. Like my, oh, see, I can't even say, let me, I know an older lady, I'm just going to say this, I know an older lady, she's getting around 100 years old, and I'm still scared of her fighting people, because the last time she fought someone was about 10 years ago, picked up, she picked a woman up off of her chair, and slammed her, and then got, and then proceeded to get on top of her, and, oh, that kept on that, what's the thing, I mean, it was, it was freaking wild, why, you're like, oh, it's, my point is, is now, even the most independent woman, I want you to realize that you can be independent all you want to. The gun will still and always be the great equalizer. Be as independent as you want to. No man, all of that. I don't care. Do it. I don't, you know, at this point, fine, whatever. But I am not being politically by saying I want women to protect themselves. And these new gun regulations do everything but psychologically F women out of protecting themselves and gives women the notion that even if I even if I want to protect myself, guns aren't the way. Well, in this world that we live in, there is no way, there is no genie that I can summon or you can summon to wish firearms out of existence. And even if you do genie firearms out of existence what then what do you think these mass shooters are just going to be like well guns are gone what am i going to do then they're going to pick up bombs and explosives do you want to go there 
there is a double-sided blade to these regulations that were being introduced. And a lot of the times, the blade that is on the other side cuts more and is sharper than the blade we're cutting with. I just... I really, really want to get to this, guys. And I really, really want to... I guess drive this home to the American people or even to the people of this world. I have a lot of listen, uh, listeners. I, I honestly get surprised on the different people in different countries that are listening to me. I have no idea who they are. Um, shout out to you guys that are listening to me. though. I, I, I truly appreciate it because this goes, honestly, it's not, it, this really goes all across the world. It's not just the notion of you picking up arms to protect yourself. It is the notion of you getting the knowledge of protecting yourself and then picking up arms. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? We have to remember history. We have to remember, especially as Americans, we have to remember what we really, really gave to the world. Whether you like it or not, whether you want to call it, whether you want to call America the most racist country, I don't care what you want to call it. Whether you like it or not, America is the only country that gave real freedom, gave the real ideology of freedom back to the world. Right after 1776, what we did, what a bunch of farmers did in 1776, that notion, that war echoed all throughout the world. Because you know what it really, really told the general population? You're strong enough to overthrow your oppressors. Because look, a bunch of colonials, a bunch of farmers with a bunch of jacked up, a, a jacked up black powder, a black powder rifles, just beat the strongest empire in the world. The strongest empire that is basically taking over the entire world. A bunch of farmers just kicked their asses. Excuse my language. Think about it, man. I'm just saying. So, guys, I, I want to finish this clip up of um, <clears throat> the the bipartisan gun bill, right, guys, and um. Once again, uh, uh, Bacon, <laughs> you are a Biden Republican. That's that should be a new term. Oh, uh, you know, um, Mitch McConnell, Bacon, Don Bacon. You guys are, you guys are any Republican. No, 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 no. You guys are any Republican. You guys are the new Biden Republicans. And you know what? I salute you for showing what a real Nazi you are. I salute you. I salute you with um, every give. And I hope to God you know that um, if you are just playing, you know, playing the notion to obtain the money and you're not really this way, I want you to know that every single time, every single person that's tried that, well, you know, they've completely flipped over. You know, once you give in to evil, evil consumes all the way. Please understand that. And please understand that I... I never want my message to get lost um, lost in the sauce, um, so to speak. I never want my message to be presented in anger. Like I said, when I first started these podcasts, it was so very easy to talk about the news and then get so angry about it. You know what I mean? And it, it, it's, you, you mature doing these and you really, really want to make sure that you're driving home uh, the, the real message you want to. And my message is simply this. Believe in yourself and believe in your friends and family more than you believe in the people you see on Instagram, 
the people you see on media. Believe in your neighbor's ideology. Believe in your friend's ideology way more than the people we're seeing on screen because they don't care. The, the, the message I'm, I'm truly trying to send home is at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, if, if a front line ever was to be established, like a Civil War front line was to ever be established between us all, I just want to be the one to tell you guys that not that I've tried to stop it because there's so many others way before me that have been doing the same things. I'm talking decades before me. I guess I just want to be the first one to tell you guys that, you know, I love you. And, and not to get, you know, I'm not trying to get all sensitive or anything like that, but not, not just that. I also want to tell you guys that, you know, none of these people that are pushing, you know, these progressive ideologies, you know, or, um, uh, you know, are on the right side of the thing. None of these people that are claiming to be on our side... Well, you know, if a civil war does ever stop, guys, they're not going to be there for us. And I, I, I really, really want us all to realize that at the end of the day, it's just going to be us. So knowing that, I want us to realize that we need to be the ones that create dialogue between the people we don't agree with. Because obviously... The, um, the the mainstream establishment has no indicator of making that happen. And the media that they present to us only shows the left and the right side. And it never shows what's really, really going on at some of these um, pride rallies, at some of the right wing, um, you know, right wing rallies. They, they never show those people that are really, really, sh uh, truly, genuinely there. Because they genuinely care about people. And I just want us all to realize that, man. At the end of the day, it's just going to be us. It is, it's just going to be us. You know what I mean? It's, it's not going to be, you know what I mean? Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, your, your anchors from NSNBC that you look up to so much. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that. Even on the right side, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying they might not be out there fighting for their lives themselves, but they're surely not going to be on the front line with you. So with so much polarization into America, what what is really, really the point of taking their um, opinions or taking their talking points politically with us and fight with other people if we know that they don't really care? It's just a talking point to them. And even if they do truly believe in it, they're not going to be with you on the front line. So why use their talking points and run with it? Why believe in their talking points if, if we know that well, they're not going to be with us if a war does break out? That's why I always tell my listeners, guys, if you really, really, really want to find your own opinions, your own individual thoughts, guys, that's why I always tell you, you're going to have to get alone. I know it's I know it's scary, guys, and I know I'm starting to understand a little bit of one of the reasons why people don't like discussing this stuff um, on an everyday basis. And the reality of it is, we need to just start discussing politics, um, the rights to self defense, um, 
you know the the rights of uh, the the rights of growing on food, collecting on water. We need to start discussing about this stuff at an everyday basis and stop looking at it like it's a personal thing. And I and I've, I heard that earlier, and I it really really shows if if that is the no, notion that a lot of people have in their minds that it's just personal. So a lot of people want to be more secretive about their politics because it's just a little more personal. Oh, they are they or they only want to discuss it with people that they agree with, so they don't ever sound you know um, outlandish. Now, ladies and gentlemen, to me, that tells me that we're not really, really discussing our real political beliefs. To me, that tells me that we are really, really not believing in what we're talking about because we're only doing it with people that we do not or the, with people that we agree with. We like the most of the time or for what I can speak, uh, what I can see, especially right here in Omaha, Nebraska is. We have a lot of people that get involved very politically, but they only want to do it through social media. They only want to give their opinions on social media and they want to validate their opinions and call it fact. Now, whenever they are acquiesced or whenever they are asked to debate their opinions, that will never happen. And I, I, I am ashamed to, to say that, that that's becoming more and more of a reality in America what are we what are we what are we going to lose honestly with debating the left side what are you going to lose with debating the right side what are you going to find out that that person might protect you you don't agree with them on uh, hunting or you don't agree with them on guns at all but then you guys are debating at a at a um, at a dairy queen you guys are sitting there and having ice cream and it just so happens a crazy psycho walk in and tries to you know try, tries to kill you guys and you just so happen to be with that one, you know, that one crazy Republican, right? That one crazy Republican that shoots it, that shoots that person down. Your notation of this, uh, your notation towards him is going to change profusely because you are not looking at the gun. You are looking at the notion of the person and that person what you are knowing is that person has just protected your life. You are not thinking about, oh my God, he used a gun to protect my life. No. You are looking at the general the general um the the general notation of it. That this person protected your life, even if he did not agree with you. That this person protected you even if he just dislikes you. Because it's not about good because guns are not about whether you dislike someone, whether you like someone, whether you dis disagree with someone, firearms are about self-defense and the great equalizer among men and women. It is not political until you want to make it political, ladies and gentlemen. So to all you new shooters, I'll tell you if you are very, very hardcore on the left. So one of my senators that I, I go after, I'm, I'm honestly kind of mean to them on social media. If uh, it's a senator right here in Nebraska, and if you if you're listening to this, then you know exactly who I'm who I'm talking about. I want you to know that how how however mean I am to you on social media, that's not that I promise you on I promise you on anything. That is not how I pro how I will ever approach any conversation we will have because social media is not real. It is not real. But when we are talking in person or even on the phone and we are having a conversation, that to me is real. That's real. That's real human dialogue. 
That's a cause for kindness. That's a cause for respect to one another. It's not just putting it out there on social media, just act and then acting all pissed off because someone else is being mean to you. No, that's not that's not real. I don't I don't judge people off of their social media accounts. If I see them in real life and they're unable to have a conversation with me, of course, my dialogue with with you will become more aggressive each time I try to have dialogue with you. And if it becomes to the notion where I realize that you will know that you will not even have dialogue with me simply because you do not like me. Not because of my politics, just because you don't like me. Then believe me, my um, my aggression as far as speaking towards you will become a lot more vulgar. You are showing your real colors and you're actually confirming everything that you're saying on social media. It's not just showing your ignorance, it's just showing how brainwashed and how Nazified you are. So, don't ever, we, we don't ever think that if you see someone on uh, that's that's completely pro gun and they're just they just look like a terrorist and they just they they look like this all over social media. We need to realize that that is social media it is not real. If you ever see that person and you were that curious about that, not just curious and you were that angry about what they have been posting, then why not have a general conversation with them? Now I'm not saying there is not bad apples. I'm not saying you might not run into you know some crazy people on the left. Mainly on the left, I'll say, and on the right side. And if that is the case, well, then you have confirmed some of the statements. But those statements are not a lifetime progression of the way that person is going to live that that person's life. People change. Their minds change. They alter a statement is not a judgment throughout someone's life, throughout their entire progression in their lifetime. I'm sorry. So, guys, um, uh, all right, so just, you know, uh, let's finish this clip up, guys. I keep on getting off subject. Let's finish this clip up. And this is uh, this is on the bipartisan bill, um, um, bipartisan uh, bill, and how they're saying um, how news anchors are saying the Biden Republicans are supporting it and how it isn't really a sweeping change and how they really, really want to do more. It's, it's, yeah, that's a terrific <laughs> question. Uh, and I, I definitely plan to get our folks uh, they, they asked whether, in 2020, do you believe Donald Trump truly believed there was voter fraud, or do you believe he the horrible things that... Uh, I, apologize. I, I apologize. I had to back up a little bit. That, that's a great question. Uh, and I think, first, the fact that Congress is so incapable of doing almost anything in an election year, which is every two years, is a problem that's only grown more acute with time. Part of the reason, and part of the result of that, of course, has been Congress on a host of issues trying to foist its responsibilities to the courts. So by more and more, the decisions that shape American life the most are not made in the Capitol building, but across the street at the Supreme Court and through the executive branch's regulatory function. And of course, the horrible problem with that is that the executive branch and the judicial branch, of course, are wonderful, uh, but they are much less democratically responsive than Capitol, than Capitol Hill is, and then members of Congress are. So when you have Congress (laughs) just trying to abdicate responsibility to deal with a whole host of issues, In the aggregate, on the whole, it means that the U.S. government is less democratically responsive to voters. 
So guys, uh, we're getting ready to go on a quick break, real quick. But they, you know, oh, okay. So that's that's the problem. So the real problem is the Democrats. Once again, they are stating the real problem is the Democrats don't have enough control of the Supreme Court and of the Capitol. Now, if they just had full control, then things apparently to them and in, in, in their own words, you know, or things would be a lot more democratical. Unbelievable, guys. And um, let's let's go to a quick break, real quick, and then let's follow up with uh, back with gun debate and then let's get into the LGBTQ business. We do need more money, but we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. And that's not something last outfit did very well. That's something we've been doing fairly well. That's why we need the money. All right, guys. Well, there's a, a president can't change my underwear saying, well, guess what? There's going to be another pandemic. No, we're not talking about the monkeypox, man. That's not killing enough people. There's going to be another pandemic. I'm not going to say, say, tell you what it is. No, man. There's going to be another pandemic. Here, let me rewind that real quick, ladies and gentlemen. We do need more money. But we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. And that's not something the last outfit did very well. That's something we've been doing fairly well. That's why we need the money. we got to think ahead, man. That's why we need the money. No, 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 no. You don't understand, man. <laughs> uh, you know, um, he cracks me up, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I, I apologize. But uh, that was uh, pre uh, President um, Can't Change My Underwear. Um, I pooped in my underwear. Hashtag call me Captain Underpants. So that was President. Um, uh, <laughs> he was just stating that there is going to be another pandemic, man. Now, he's not talking about monkeypox, though, because monkeypox is already here. So what new pandemic is he talking about, ladies and gentlemen? We are going to get in that uh, as well, ladies and gentlemen. Now, we have an exclusive Coming off from a band dot video that's going to come from Orange Shore, AlexJones.com, guys. Uh, coming up after this, ladies and gentlemen. But thank you very much for joining me. We are in the fourth hour now of this broadcast right here at Subliminal Message Studios. I'm your host, Leonardo. Once again, thank you very much for all of your support, for everything that you guys have done for me, for all, for for just just for everything, guys. Uh, the ventures that we've been on, um, dealing with my potty mouth, honestly, um, you know, and, and you know, and and uh, being with me on this, like I said, being with me on this adventure, and just you know, and helping me get through it, guys, because you have helped me just as much as I have helped you. And if uh, you're just a first, if you are a first time listener, then thanks for coming on. Um, even if you just come on to. Make fun of me, call me crazy, ladies and gentlemen. At this point, I really, really, really don't pair. I, I, I don't pair and don't care. I've come to find out that all of the things, which drives me crazy too, by the way, that I've come to find out that it, every single time you get called a conspiracy theory, I want you to realize this one little thing. Uh, that's exactly what people like me were being called back in early 2002 and 2008 and 2012 when we are telling the people of America, hey, so the NSA is uh, NSA and the FBI and the CIA are actually tracking and listening to everything you say and they're actually putting your social or your um, personality, a personality database into a system. 
claiming that they're going to use it to create a clone of you through artificial intelligence. Now, we blew, we were talking about that a long time ago. Crazy this, you're crazy that, conspiracy theory this, you know what I mean? And then Edward Snowden came out, and then now, it's a, even people on the left side are like, yeah, well, so what? So, I just want to say to you, ladies and gentlemen, whenever you get called a conspiracy theory, just know you're definitely on the right case of truth. You're definitely on the right path, and you are definitely a true info warrior. Now, that's not to say every conspiracy theory is true. The real term from conspiracy theory actually came from the Vatican Church, ladies and gentlemen. When they were in the middle of Friday 13th, when they're uh, crucifying and going through their own church killing Freemasons because they claim Freemasons held uh, were now practicing a satanic cult what they what the what the Catholic Church was really really trying to do is peg the Illuminati purge the Illuminati out of the Freemasons they themselves did not know that they were infiltrated by the Illuminati themselves by owned by their own Pope by design and they're actually purging the one freemasons and trying to find the one freemasons that were still part of the knights templar and that didn't work out well for them at all now um the term conspiracy theory was first introduced by the catholic church during these times and they wanted to give a term towards people that Scientists in particular and astronomers, uh, astronomers in particular, that believe that the sun was actually the center of the universe, ladies and gentlemen. So they started this term as a way of labeling people like this. And if you know anything about labeling, it's just like if you call a crip a crip, you're labeling, you know, it's it, it follows once you get labeled, you start to follow that type of personality, whether you like it or not. It's just part of the basic coding. It's part of the sociology that gets introduced. And a lot of and most of the human masses are not strong enough to break out of break out of that will and break out of that narrative so they can formulate who they actually are as as their individual. But um uh, ladies and gentlemen, um we are going to get into we are covering the gun debate, guys, but this hour is all going to be about the LGBTQ a bird a dirt, right, guys? So, starting off, ladies and gentlemen, this is a headline, ladies and gentlemen. So, real quick, I don't know if uh, you or you or you you or me. I, I know I remember sex education or what what was called sex ed in high school, and I remember them sticking to the facts. I remember them sticking to what they should stick to, which is, hey guys, so this is what might happen when you have sex with multiple people. You can get transmitted diseases. This is what this is how you create babies. This is. Um, uh, this is how you create babies. This is um, how milk is created in the boobs. You know, they go over the uh, the, uh, the science of a uterus. They go over science of the balls and, you know, of the uh, male, male, you know, uh, private part. <laughs> girls have, or uh, boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. And, I, and one of the things, guys, I do remember them sticking to that. Nowadays, ladies and gentlemen, this is what's being introduced, right, guys? And this is the headline. Sex ed in schools, what parents need to know. For some parents, the term sex ed conjures memories of dated videos and cringe-inducing lessons on puberty or how babies are made. Oh, cringe memories. 
But a good school-based sex education curriculum should be much more than that. Oh, my God. They should be so much more than that. They should have grown men dressed up as as people as women like Tina Turner they should dress them dress them up and bring them to schools and rub their slongs all over your two year old and all over your five year old and all over your 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 fourteen year old woman we should have grown men dress up as women and be introduced into women's bathrooms and just have them piss all over everything and oh yeah it's all good I'm sorry for being vulgar vulgar but I mean what else do you want me to say? I'm not. I'm not sugarcoating anything, um, I, and, I, and I'm honest about that. I'm definitely not sugarcoating anything at all. Well, because groups of, let's be frank, mostly men in different rooms around the world have decided that is the new. Well, it doesn't mean that's what you think is the new. And so we, as a media industry, doing our job brilliantly, as we so often do, putting lives at risk as we have seen in recent years and months, um, we also need to understand that we need to break down the notion of what is new and listen to young people about what matters and understand that there are many more notions of what the global community is, where people are as interested in DAVOS as they are in DACA. We need to break down the real notion of what is news. You see, we need to pay attention to the to the young people and really, really, really pay attention to what they're saying. So then we can break down the news <coughs> and only give them the most dumbed down news possible. And that is definitely critically thinking right there. According to the experts, of course... According to the experts, we're, you know what I mean? So in order to um, ask your uh, children the tough questions, you want to ask them questions like, and these are tough, critically, critical questions to ask your child, by the way, okay? And these are the experts. Don't, don't, don't get mad at me. I'm just quoting the experts, all right? Ask your child, are you happy? I've noticed change in your behavior. It can be because I had that grown men. That grown man that was dressed like the girl off the of Tangled put his ball sack on your chin and tell you to call him Tina. It couldn't have been because of that. Sorry for my language, but what do you want from me? That's what's going on. That's what's happening. And now, and this is the most, uh, this is the most latest Davos group um, uh, get together, right? It's it's dubbed tackling youth mistrust. Ain't that uh, ain't, ain't that just brilliant? And you know what he says? The first thing he talks about is, well, the first thing we need to do is really, really break down what is news. And then listen to the youth and hear what they're saying. And then we're gonna and then we'll break down that news so it really, 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 really sound sounds as stupid as possible to the youth. Oh, doing our job brilliantly. also need to understand that we need to break down the notion of what is news and listen we need to break down the notion of what is news, ladies and gentlemen. So, what is news to them? Or what is really breaking down the barriers of education and, and the mistrust between the government and the youth, right? What is good base sexual education curriculum? Well, these are what the experts are saying, right? Let me requote this, right? 
but a good school-based sex education curriculum should be much more than that. Encompassing multiple issues related to human growth and development. I agree with that. But the experts say in addition to basic facts about puberty, sex, and contraption, lessons can cover topics like healthy relationships, sexual violence prevention, body image, and sexual orientation, and gender identity. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, we're not teaching critical race theory, though, right? Healthy relationships, gender identity, sexual orientation, body image. No, we're not teaching critical race theory in school. We're just telling the parents what they need to know and what they're going to be teaching their um, uh, uh, high school students in sexual education. We're just going to tell them what a healthy relationship is. We're going to tell them how to prevent supposed sexual prevention, sexual violence prevention. Meaning we're gonna victim, we're gonna make women victimize themselves. We're gonna attribute women and make them feel as if anyone even looks at them, they can say, "Oh, you're victimizing me." That's sexual harassment. The way you're looking at me, and then we wonder why women are literally killing babies. Just a couple days ago, a woman left her baby in the car, left two her kids in the hot, steaming freaking car and suffocated their ass in the steaming hot car left them in there and when the police came to arrest her she said this is my body my choice i crap you not that just happened a couple days ago look it up look it up and i and i, and I can pull I, I can pull up many uh, countless different news articles guys of women doing this kind of satanic stuff because they're being they're given the belief that oh women empowerment is about killing someone that is weaker than you and then if someone overpowers you oh well then that's when you you claim to be a victim if someone introduces to give you a gun oh my god you're a crazy terrorist I don't want that firearm I just want to be empowered what do you think a firearm is going to do? Do you really think you're going to stand a chance against the guy that's walking down the street? I don't care if he's gay or not. You really think you're going to stand a chance? What, you're going to kick him in his dick? What What? What balls and dick? You're going to kick him in what dick? He's gay. He doesn't have one, apparently. Apparently, men can be women. So what are you going to do? While we're introducing these new gun regulations, while uh, sexual education, the curriculum of sexual, uh, sexual education is now going to be about healthy relationships, sexual violence prevention, prevention. Oh, and, and you know what? This gets in, in body image, body image, sexual orientation and gender identity. This is this is getting so horrible and. And especially, and I'm going to, and I'm going to, and this is, this is, um, I, I do not want to make this statement, but it's becoming more and more evident within the curriculum of Omaha, Nebraska, here in the educational system here in Omaha, Nebraska. But it, it literally seems to me that the main pedophiles here in the Omaha area are women. They are so inviting of teaching kids about their sexual orientation. They're so inviting about teaching kids about gender identity about body image or sexual violence prevention. They're teaching that to kids, healthy relationships. I'm 100% sure you would, as a parent, I am 100% sure as a parent, someone that has kids, I do not want a school teaching my daughter 
about what a healthy relationship is because I'm 100% sure, A, I'm probably not going to have the time to come to every single school class and find out if you're teaching um, at least a moral, good, healthy relationship. And you're not just and you're not just sitting there talking about how the if 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 the if the boyfriend doesn't commit to you and doesn't support every single one of your beliefs, oh, then he doesn't support you. And, you know, if the, if the boyfriend ever puts his hands on you, it doesn't matter what you said or what you've done. It doesn't even matter if you hit him. Oh, well, then he's still a jerk and he should go to prison for life because he's a woman beater. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Whether you're a man or, you're, or whether you're a man or a woman, you shouldn't be hitting anyone in a relationship. Period. But they keep on driving that notion, don't they? They keep on driving that. You know what I mean? That notion of show your tiger side, and then when they get smacked or when they get hit, they have this look of absolute like, oh my god, that happened. Well, yes, it happened. You are hitting people. You are yelling in people's face. You are threatening people. Do you really expect? Whether you're a woman or a man, it doesn't matter. Do you really expect that person, the human being, just to take it? What, because they're supposed to be accepting of your violence, of your emotional violence right there in public? Or are they racist for shutting your crap down right then and there? I don't think they're racist at all. And I think you're, you, you, you're, you're getting exactly what you deserve. I'm just saying. But anyways, um, so... Once again, this uh, the new form of sexual education will encompass healthy relationships, sexual violence prevention, body image, sexual orientation, and gender identity. Now, um, this is the director of social impact and strategic communications, right? This is uh, one of her quotes. Just because you teach a young person about how to stay safe and what sex and sexuality is, you're not encouraging them to become sexually active. <laughs> How oxymoronic is that? How contradictive of a statement is that, ladies and gentlemen? And it gets better, right, guys? So, and she's a, a national group that, and this is a national group that advocates for inclusive sex education. You're giving them tools to make decisions about their bodies and their lives that best suit them as individuals. That is the most keyest word as, in, as individuals. But if you look up here, they say that their topics are going to cover healthy relationships, sexual violence provision, body image, sexual orientation, and gender identity. Gender identity. All topics are a proponent and are stricken to the individual, meaning your individual thoughts on sexual violence prevention may be completely different from someone else's. Your individual thoughts on body image may be completely different from someone else's. Your opinions on gender identity, gender identity may be completely different from somebody else's. So saying that oh we're we advocate for we advocate for sexual awareness and teaching a young person how to stay safe and what sex and sexuality is, that doesn't mean we're encouraging and encouraging them to become sexually active. No. We're just giving them a social strategic plan to indoctrinate your children on how to be in relationships on how to act in relationships. That within itself is scary 
is hell. And I'm 100% sure that that is illegal. Because that goes, that, that I'm 100% sure that also goes into religion. Schools are breaching your religion. I don't care if you're a Christian. I don't care if you're an Islam. I don't care if, it may, if you're not religious. They're still breaching your privacy. They're breaching your child's privacy. They're breaching your parents' privacy to that child. They're in breach of it. It's illegal. Teaching your child what a healthy relationship is. Who in the hell are they to say what a healthy relationship is? And I and just and just saying in general, from what I've seen, they don't know what a healthy relationship is at all. Because ninety percent of these people that talk about critical race theory, they're not married themselves. They're not married. They're nine times out of ten completely unhappy with their lives and they show it every single time they get on camera because they always it's more and more and more oh it's not my fault you know what the Black Lives Matter founder owners they're sitting in million dollar houses talking about it's still the white man's fault how does that work out I'm just saying I'm just saying so, um, and, and like I said, it gets better. So it goes on by saying, but in public school, the quality of sex education your child will receive or whether we receive any at all depends largely on the state and district you live in. There are no federal guidelines for sex education and currently only 18 states require program content to be medically accurate. According to recent data from the Glutmere Institute, a research and policy organization focused on sexual health and sexual and sexual health and reproductive rights. So, ladies and gentlemen, in their own words, they're saying, oh, only 18 states require medically accurate according, according to recent data. I want to include this. They say medically accurate according to recent data. They don't say medically accurate uh, according to ada, uh, data that has been experimented on, that has been um, put to the test over generations they're saying the most recent data of medically accurate program content only 18 states have adopted this expertise of teaching your child of what a healthy relationship is we need to get rid of that is what they're saying we need to take that away we need to make sure that all states of america have the most recent medical accurate data of what a re of what true healthy relationships should be in America now. No, 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 no. Never mind. Never mind that they're not advocating for a man and women to be in the house. No, no, no. That, that has nothing to do with that. Never mind that they're, they're actually advocating for you to not have children and adopt. That has nothing to do with that. We're the experts, right? We are the experts, ladies and gentlemen. And that's just one of the merry big things that we are getting into. Ladies and gentlemen, this next one is that much more of a doozy, ladies and gentlemen. So get this. This is this is the um 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 the the headline. Stonewall Visit Visitor Center will be dedicated to LGBTQ history. They have so much history, ladies and gentlemen. My lord. 
they have so much history. It's literally like making me just 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 freaking out, like freak out right now. They have so much history that it makes perfect sense of why they would dedicate a small visitor, a small visitor center to the LGBTQ movement. The groundbreaking for the Stonewall National Monument Visitor Center in New York City's Greenwich Village neighborhood will take place Friday, with the center expected to open in summer of 2024, said Anne Mary Guthard, board president of Pride Live, an LGBTQ advocacy organization. The Stonewall National Monument became the first U.S. national monument dedicated to LGBTQ history when it was dedicated in 2016 across the street from the Stonewall Inn, where patrons fought back against a police raid on January 28, 1969, and helped spark the contemporary LGBTQ rights movement. So, um, so this uh, police raid, what they're talking <laughs> Um, they kind of forget to tell you that the police raid that they're talking about in Stonewall Inn, that was actually a police raid against the Weather Underground group where they just got done bombing the Capitol. Yeah. You know, the same Capitol that's January 6th was supposedly, you know, an insurrection. Yeah, the Democrats bombed that back in January, uh, back in uh, uh, 1969. Yeah. So, so they're actually paying homage in, in a way, the LGBTQ is literally paying homage to the Weather Underground movement and how that kind of sparked the LGBTQ movement afterwards. So, you know, hooray to them. You know, I mean, Democrats can bomb the state capitol and, you know, and, and then, you know, Republicans, they have a, a riot or a, a protest at the state capitol and shit. Now, that's an insurrection. You know <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? That, that, that's an insurrection right there. And it goes even further than that, ladies and gentlemen. It goes even further than that. Listen to this. Trans kid treatment can start younger. New guidelines say, oh my God. Yay, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, no. Your kids cannot barely feed themselves. Mommy and daddy can barely afford to keep electricity on, much less keep four walls over the children's head. But do not worry. Hold on to your tights because the World Professional Association for Transgender Health has just stated that hormones could be started at age 14. This is two years earlier than the group's previous advice. So yeah, your child your child has food insecurement, elect electricity insecurement, housing insecurement, not being able to even being able to really really live like a basic human being. But you know what that child can do? As soon as he turns fourteen, he can start puberty block. He can start puberty blockers. He or she can turn themselves into whatever the hell they want. No, they can't have firearms. Are you out of their are you out of your mind? 18-year-olds can't be trusted with firearms, but 14-year-olds, they can be trusted with puberty blockers? That makes sense to everyone? That this makes sense? Giving 14-year-olds puberty blockers or giving them hormone growth blockers that have been known 
to cause high dress strike, high 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 dress strike within their bodies, meaning it gives them colonial cancer, it gives them coronal cancer, it gives them all sorts of other problems, and and on top of that, you cannot reverse it. Meaning, if they want to change their mind a few years down the line, well, they can't change their mind. Do you have any idea the type of psychological depression that goes along with that? Well, you can ask the Uluvay, the school shooter, of how that worked for him. Yeah. So, right now, we are talking about gun reform and how it's such a big thing. And how 18-year-olds cannot be trusted with firearms and rifles, but 14-year-olds, they can be given whatever type of pill, hallucinogenic, pubic blocker. They can be given whatever type of drug they want to. Oh, but they can't be trusted with a firearm at 18. Are you out of your mind? You crazy? It's like talking to Janet Yellen about inflation. What do you think? She's some kind of, what do you think? She's some kind of treasury secretary or something like that? Get away, peasant. Go, go. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The association provided the Association Press with an advanced copy of its update ahead of publication in a medical journal expected later this year. Then international uh, group or uh, the international group promotes evidence-based standards of care and includes more than 3,000 doctors, social scientists. What in the hell is a social scientist? I know that before I get any rhetoric in the comments section, I know to, I know the definition of a social scientist, but I want you to ask yourself, in this day and age, ask yourself, a social scientist? You got to be freaking kidding me. And others involved in transgender health issues. Ah, there it is. That's what a social scientist is. It's a person that is completely brainwashed into believing that men can be women and women can be men. Got it. Leah Thomas, I'm going to call you here soon. The update is based on expert opinion. Oh, my God. There's the experts again, ladies and gentlemen. Those experts, those critically thinking experts, you know those critical questions they ask. You know what I mean? We all know those critical questions they ask your children, of course. You know, are you happy? Wow. My mind was blown. The update is based on expert opinion and a review of scientific evidence on the benefits and harms of transgender medical treatment in teens whose gender identity doesn't match the sex they were assigned at birth, the group said. Such evidence is limited. Oh, got it. So these experts are working with limited evidence, but don't worry, they're still experts. The study suggests that treatments can improve psychological well-being and reduce suicidal behavior. You know, they, they say this, their studies are saying this off of their limited evidence, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, what, their, that's what their studies are telling them, off of their limited evidence, right? Now, starting treatment earlier allows transgender teens to experience physical puberty changes around the same time as other teens, said Dr. Eli Coleman, chair of the group's Standards of Care and director of the University of Minnesota Medical School's Human Sexual Sexuality Program. But he stressed age is just one factor to be weighed. Emotionally maturity, parents' consent, Long-standing gender discomfort and a careful psychological evaluation are among others to be obtained. Certainly, there are 
adolescents that do not have the emotional or cognitive maturity to make an informed decision. This is why we recommend a careful multidisciplinary assessment by transgender social scientists. <laughs> so they're going to, okay, so up here, he says, you know what? I think that um, children still need to be made. Uh, they, we still want to make sure that they're emotionally and cognitive uh, and they're and they're ready to be informed about the decision that they're going to make. So we're going to make sure we have a bunch of social scientists that are transgender oriented to make sure that they give them the go ahead. Right. They're going to give them the thumbs up. They're gonna... Yeah. This 10-year-old definitely doesn't know who he is, but you know who she's going to be? A he. So the updated guidelines include recommendations for treatment in adults. But the teen guidelines is bound to get more attention. It comes amid surge in kids referred to clinics offering change, uh, transgender medical treatment along with new efforts to prevent or restrict the treatment. Psychologist Erica Anderson resigned her post as a board member of the World Professional Association for Transgender Health last year after voicing concerns about sloppy treatment given to kids without adequate counseling. Hmm. Okay. Maybe she was a little worried about the counseling that's going to be given to the same students and these counselors are going to be transgender social scientist counselors so it's not like they're really really going to look out for the psychological or the you know the psychological well-being of the child no 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 they're just going to be like no you got to go ahead go change your whole um uh, uh your whole identity go change your whole dna structure go fuck it all the way up excuse my language but go mess it all the way up and then here in a few years, when you want to change back, you're going to come to me and I'm going to say, hey, you racist, you freaking, you radical, what do you mean you're not happy with who you are? Go shoot a school up, right? So um, once again, psychologist Erica Anderson resigned her post because she believed that and uh, they, she believed uh, uh, she believed in voice concern or uh, and or about sloppy treatment giving the kids without adequate counseling. Many experts say more kids are seeking such treatment because gender questioning children are more aware of their medical options and facing less. Stigma. I want to read that for you again. Many experts say more kids are seeking such treatment because gender questioning and children that are more aware of their medical options. So this is literally coinciding with what we see in the libraries all across America with um, the grooming of children. This is coinciding with what we see in the medical industry and them advocating obviously for children to be groomed to not know what identity they are to make them question who they are sexuality at a very young age and then we wonder why pedophiles are getting caught left and right all across the united states grooming having sex human trafficking children all across the united states it leading to the far up in the political spectrum so starting treatment early allows transgender teens to experience physical puberty 
and all this and that because it's so amazing. We want 14-year-olds to start it. And off of our limited and off of our limited data, we've concluded that it actually stops depression and it actually helps the general uh, the general happiness of children in our limited studies, of course. So Gabe Pulios, 22, had breast remover surgery at age 16 and has been on sex hormones for seven years. Nashville NC residents struggled miserably with just gender discomfort before his treatment. Paulo said he is glad he was able to get treatment at a young age. Transitioning under the roof with our parents so they can go through it with you, that's really beneficial, he said. I'm so much more happier now. And in South Carolina, where a proposed law would ban transgender treatments for kids under 18, Ellie Bundy has been waiting to get breast removal surgery since age 15. Now 18, Bundy just graduated from high school and is planning to have surgery before college. Bunny, who identifies as a non-binary, supports easing limits on transgender medical care for kids. Those decisions are best made by patients and patient families and medical professionals, Bunny said. It definitely makes sense for there to be fewer restrictions because then kids and physicians can figure it out together. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Right, so parents don't have a say, once again, ladies and gentlemen. No, 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 no. These people, these child groomers that have been groomed by their parents, by their left twacked out parents to make them question their sexuality at a, at a strikingly young age. And then those same children are growing up and they're saying, well, it should be a real choice between kids and physicians. Oh, the parents shouldn't be involved at all. Now, according to Dr. Julia Mason, an organ pediatrician who has raised concerns about the increasing numbers of youngsters who are getting transgender treatment, said, too, many in the field are jumping the gun, she argues. There's a strong evidence in favor of transgender medical treatment for kids. Hmm. Could this Dr. Julia Mason have some type of um, expertise? No, no, no. The experts say the most rigorous research... Studies comparing treated kids with non-treated kids would be the most ethical and psychological non-harmful thing that we could do for our children today. Now, according to Julia Mason, she's voicing concerns because she believes that a lot of children, they don't really, really understand what they're talking about because they're so young. Well, the experts, once again, come in and say, no, 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 no. You are uh, crazy, and we believe that children should be left that choice, and that children should only be discussed with the physicians and the kids. Sorry, parents, you have no say. You have no say in what we change your child into. Now, according to Dr. Joel Frater, a Northwestern University, a pediatrician and a medical atheist who advises a gender treatment program at Chicago's Laura Children's Hospital, said guidelines should rely on psychological readiness, not age. Oh, yeah, psychological readiness. That means if your child is being groomed, if your child is all about having sex with grown men, because after all, that's a new fad right now, nowadays, right? 
then you bring your child into the into the Boston Children's Hospital and they will change your child into whatever the physician wants to. You have no say in it, parents. Yeah, guys. So this is the, the new LGBTQ community at work, guys. And we have, and, and, and mind you, I have, I have a few videos on this to make, to, to give a quick top off because we're getting ready to end this broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's almost getting into the fifth hour. And I've, I, I, let me get to these clips because these clips are that much more awesome. And I want to follow up with the absolute striking and the absolute just sunny news on the COVID-19 vaccine. Look out for that on band.video. But let's get to these clips real quick. The first clip. Now, this first clip, guys, that we're going to get to um, kind of blew my mind because <laughs> so the CDC is um, warning the LGBTQ, uh, LGBTQ community that they are at a higher risk of the monkeypox virus, ladies and gentlemen, I, and you can't uh, make this up. Listen to this. No samples today from possible monkeypox cases across the country. The agency saying it has confirmed one case in Massachusetts. There are other suspected infections in New York City, Florida, Utah, and Washington State. Oh, Monkeypox is a rare but potentially serious viral illness, usually found in West and Central Africa. The World Health Organization has now identified around 200 confirmed or suspected monkeypox cases in 12 Western countries. Common symptoms include fever, aches, and rashes all over the body. The CDC uh, so real, real quick, ladies and gentlemen, um, if if uh, if if you're if you're an audio listener, then you're not going to see it. So I'm going to tell uh, tell you it. Um, if you are a video, um, if you're if you're watching this uh, through video, then you are literally going to see what that map just showed. So this video showed a map of uh, the C uh, the CDC and or the monkeypox infection all across the world. Guess what part of the country has not been affected by monkeypox yet? Guess what part? Guess what? So, Russia is all good. China, Iran, all these countries are all good. Down, for crying out loud, down in Mexico, they're all good. Latin America, they're all good. Not one confirmed case. But somehow, the United States and Britain and the United Kingdom, somehow, it's almost as if this is where all the globalists are really, really, really... Hmm, it's almost like this is where they're operating. It's almost like this map shows exactly where the globalists are, show exactly where the globalists are trying to bring down, what countries they're trying to bring down right now. Hmm, let's see, America's right there. Okay, so the United Kingdom. Oh, what would you look at that? What, what was it? Look at it. The Bucky's right. Oh my God. Yep. Well, lo and behold, who would have figured that? But let's go back to the CDC. Telling the LGBTQ community, you are at a higher risk of obtaining monkeypox, you pile driver. <laughs> In 12 Western countries, common symptoms include fever, aches, and rashes all over the body. The CDC says monkeypox likely spreads between humans through large respiratory droplets that only travel up to a few feet, requiring prolonged face-to-face -face contact. It can also spread through bodily fluids, lesions, and contaminated clothes or bedding. Dr. Kurt Zasky had monkeypox in 2003 during the first U.S. outbreak. The veterinarian says he came into contact with an infected prairie dog. Well, I probably was sick for about five days, and uh, 
within uh, about two days of antibiotic, I start paying quite well. Right now, there are two vaccines available. One is specifically for monkeypox. Yep. Oh, hold on now. What, 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 what is that? There, you see how the media just moves right past that? He said, what, what did he just get? Hold on. That's, don't move right past that real quick. He, he didn't say anything about the vaccine making him feel better. What did he just say? And they're going to move right past that? Like he didn't just say that and it's, it's, that's, that's nothing? Hold on. What? Within uh, about two days of antibiotic, I start paying quite well. Right now. <laughs> okay, all right. I thought I heard that right. All right. So within two days of antibiotic, I felt quite uh, quite well. I, I, he did not say after you know after the vaccine and two days of antibiotic, I felt quite well. No, he said after two days of antibiotics, I felt quite well and I was cured. And then they just move right past that and just like, anyways, the monkeypox vaccine is what everyone needs to get. Like, what the, what is going on, man? Like, it's, it's, oh, God. All right, let's go back to it. They're paying quite well. Right now, there are two vaccines available. One is specifically for monkeypox. The other, an older vaccine for smallpox. The CDC is releasing some vaccines from the national stockpile. For the general public, this is not something of grave concern. An advisor to the WHO telling the Associated Press the leading theory to explain the current spread of the disease appears to be transmission among gay and bisexual men at two raids held in Spain and Belgium. The CDC is now urging the LGBT community to be on alert. Still, public health experts stress anyone can get it, regardless of sexual orientation. The company that makes the specific monkeypox vaccine says the U.S. currently has access to 1.4 million doses. All right, Gabe, thank you so much. All right, Gabe, thank you so much. Make sure you don't continue to fudge pack, all right? You're passing around monkeypox, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, God. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I really am. I'm not. It's not that I'm... Honestly, it's it's honestly not that I'm I'm trying I'm not trying to laugh all that much, but you you got to be kidding me, you know what I mean? The CDC is warning the LGBT gay community to stop fudge packing because they're spreading the they're spreading they're spreading the monkeypox virus, and it may have came from the LGBTQ community. Uh, so where you know where do you go from there, right? I mean, like, you know, wh where do you go from there? I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. All, all, all I know is this, is all I know is that took a heck of a left and a right turn. You know, they started off with when they started they they started with saying the monkeypox virus is so horrible and you know it's it's so infecting and then they brought on a guy that openly admitted that say, "Well, you know, I got it." And then after a couple of days of antibiotics, I felt a lot better. I cured it. It was over and done with, right? And they don't even care they don't even comment on that. They just go right to anyways, the monkeypox vaccine <laughs> and then, like, 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 he just didn't say that at all. Anyways, the monkeypox vaccine is what's really, really going to cure this. And then they jumped ahead to, so the gay community is doing too much fudge packing. 
they might they may have um or they may have not be the carriers or the couriers of the monkeypox virus i mean first of all how dare you um uh, attack my um my uh lgbtq community telling them that they're doing too much fudge packing spreading monkeypox how dare you prevent them from from exercising their right to stuff the anal turkey how dare you accuse them of of spreading monkey 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 misinformation <laughs> I'm sorry brother you can't you can't make this stuff up guys you cannot make this stuff up this is this is uh, getting too far ladies and gentlemen it's just getting too far so um and ladies and gentlemen and this is about a two minute and twenty uh two minute and twenty two second um video and this is the doctors ladies and gentlemen this is a group full of uh, supposed doctors they claim they're doctors really really they're just a bunch of self-renowned snub men and women men and women that only know the Carnegie and Rockefeller Foundation of indoctrinating the advancement of depopulation these guys these it's, it's okay so one one of the doctors is uh, physician ER physician Dr. Travis Stork which is uh, a lot of people are crazy about him uh, you know women especially and which is why I and which is why I want to play this video plastic surgeon Dr. Andrew Orden is another pe uh, person that everyone oh my god look you know listen to the doctors and um, OBGYN Dr. Nita Landry these are all very, very, uh, very self-renowned, supposedly experts that a lot of people in America go to for advice, for opinions, for talking points. And I want to really, really get into these guys because I want to show the American people these guys aren't smart. They give vague statements and they'll never truly go into detail because going into detail means you're going to have to ask critical questions and you're in, you're going to have to give critical answers ladies and gentlemen and I really want to really want to go into the mindset that they are giving to the American population so let's go into this and in this case, we're going to talk about sexual education. We all need to know about sex, right? But how young is too young to learn about the birds and the bees? A sex ed book, which is entitled The Amazing True Story of How Babies Are Made. Parents are divided. Why? It's very explicit. The book suggested for children five years and up. To put it in perspective, we can't show it on national TV. And my favorite, tell them, did you read that oh. quote about the jigsaw puzzles? <laughs> It's like a jigsaw puzzle where both parties get a tingly, excited, very loving feeling. <laughs> so a lot of excitement, let's say... Oh, it's about a two or a, all families, they get a tingly and exciting feeling. The, the, the look on his face is truly, truly um, pedophilic, first of all. He's getting excited about teaching young children, and they're not talking about teenagers in this clip. They're talking about young children, and he's getting exciting, he's getting exciting excited about teaching a young children about the birds and the bees and gay sex and the book that they are talking about is of course of course a book that uh, like they stated they couldn't show on national tv because it is so graphic that it is right next to porn and 
they give their um, reasoning for why they think this book is good and why it's better for kids to read this book than to watch porn, apparently. Just assuming that, first of all, first of all, that's the assumption that your child has access to porn. First of all, if your child has access to porn when they are 7, 8, 9, 10 years old, you are doing something wrong. The parent is doing something wrong. But of course, once again, they drive the notion that it's someone else's fault. It's never your fault. Let's get into it. Sorry. The parties get a tingly, excited, very loving feeling. <laughs> so a lot of excitement. Let's say this put together. Yeah. yeah. So apparently a lot tingly, of tingly, excited, loving feeling. Diagram. It's very explicit. They literally show everything coming together. I'm not sure what you think, but when I saw this stuff that 90% of kids are learning about sex through porn, yeah. that's disturbing. I would rather have them learn it in this sort of format in a book that, yes, it's it's having some fun with it, but I think that's better than porn. What they live. Oh, okay. So that's so right, right there. That's their reasoning. These guys are supposedly experts, and once again, they're 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 very self-renowned doctors. A lot of Americans go to these guys to get their opinions, and that's their reasoning of why they would introduce uh, a book that basically is porn to uh, children in school. Because they say, oh, well, we know it's, I mean, we're having a little fun with it in his own words, what he really, really wants to say. We know that we're introducing in this book, because in the book that they're talking about, it also talks about gender identity, gay sex, as gay men having sex with each other. It has the different positions that they would be doing. So he says, oh, of course, we're having fun with it, but, oh, it's better than porn. Once again, this is assuming that the parent is allowing their children to have access to a phone or the internet that would have porn on there. If that is the case, then it is on you as a parent. You are the one that needs to take responsibility for your actions. And the ideology that, once again, that they keep on producing to the American people is, oh, it's a lot better than porn. At least the state is controlling it, right? But that furthers the notion of taking away the responsibility that the parents should have to their children. The parents should have of keeping that child safe from sick, sadistic people like this. Sick, sadistic people like Dr. Stork, Dr. Travis Stork, where, he's, where, where he just says, where he just says, oh, oh, oh tingly, uh, both parties get a tingly little feeling over oh my god both children are going to get that tingly little feeling and he's smiling about it they're talking about children learning about sex you should not be um, uh, you know uh, excited about children having this tingly feeling so puzzle where both parties get a tingly excited very loving feeling <laughs> so a lot of excitement put together. Yeah. yeah. So apparently a lot of tingly, excited, loving feeling. It's disgusting. Picture them, learn it in this sort of format in a book. That yes, it's it's having some fun with it, but I think that's better than porn. What they appropriate for you in terms of when do you go from you get the birds and the bees talk, obviously. Yeah. But when do you get more explicit? Well, I think. A big thing is people don't know even when to start. And so I would say at two and, or three years of age, whenever they're learning to talk, they should know proper terms. So they should be saying vagina or penis as opposed to hoo-ha and things like that. But as far as when you would actually start to show them things 
Like the thing. Did you hear what she just said? She just said, oh, I, I think you should be teaching your child what a private part is at three years old. You should be telling your, your child, that's a dick. That's a pussy. Listen to what this woman just said. This is a supposedly a, you know, a world-renowned doctor that, that's so self, you know, self-renowned and so many people get advice from. Well, listen to what she is saying. Well, I think... A big thing is people don't know even when to start. And so I would say at two or three years of age, whenever they're learning to talk, they should know proper terms. So they should be saying vagina or penis as opposed to hoo-ha and things like that. But as far as when you would actually start to show them things, like the things in the book, sexual ed, I honestly think it depends on the child. I think it depends on their maturity level and the questions they are asking. I always say if a child is old enough to ask a question, they're old enough to get an accurate age-appropriate answer. And uh, people clap, ladies and gentlemen. Did you hear what she just said? Oh, well, I mean, as far as, like, uh, showing what, like, is in the book, I mean, I think it's just like, you know, Whenever the uh, whenever the um uh the the child asks, who cares if the child is just asking when they're four years old? Tell that kid about butt sex. Tell that kid about like you know me riding riding riding. You know what? This is the ideology that I want you to really really understand and what they're giving you. And then and then ask yourself, well, I wonder where this um the, this pedophilic generation is coming from. I wonder why women are getting beaten more and more by their own kind, by their own LGBT group. I wonder why more and more women are getting raped and killed by staggering numbers more and more each day. Could it be because we are training a generation, we are grooming a generation off of ideologies like this? Children ask questions, crazy questions all the time. They see stuff. It does not mean you it warrants an answer, especially when it comes to sex. But listen to what she is saying. Oh, I think at three years old, you should be making sure that your child knows what a dick and a vagina is. Oh, I think when you should start teaching your child about sex education and, and, and gay sex and different and different positions and, and, and body image and sexual orientation and all of this stuff. I think it's as soon as the child asks. And the people clap. Ask yourself a serious question. Let me replay this. Our penis, as opposed to hoo-ha and things like that. But as far as when you would actually start to show them things like the things in the sexual book, ed, yeah. sexual ed. I honestly think it depends on the child. I think it depends on their maturity level and the questions they are asking. I always say if a child is old enough to ask a question, they're old enough to get an yes. accurate age-appropriate yeah. answer. That, that's, that, that is an excellent rule of thumb. Well, if the question comes up, I go, okay, maybe it's time to pull out the phone. And I think individual parents are going to have different techniques. And if you want to buy this book, Read through it yourself. If you feel like it's appropriate for your kid, you may learn something. I might. <laughs> I might. That is a pedophile right there. Dr. Travis Stork is a pedophile. Getting excited about teaching children about sexual preferences, about sexual positions, about gay sex, about lesbian sex, teaching a child about 
And getting excited about it. Getting excited about it, ladies and gentlemen. I, I really, really, uh, we're about, we're going to end this broadcast, guys. But I really, really want you to comprehend what they just said. What the doctors just said. It's truthfully, truthfully scary because it honestly leaves no responsibility up to up to the parents. And then we and then and then and then we turn around and, and ask ourselves, oh, where's this gun violence coming from? You know, where's where's this violence coming from? Well, I, I wonder where I wonder where it's coming from. Children are left hopeless. We're leaving children absolutely freaking hopeless. That's going to bring me to the end of this broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. Um. Always remember, if you're looking for the most updated uh, information, guys, you're, you're dealing with one-stop shot right here at Subliminal Message Studios. We got Bandot Video, Infowars, Alex Jones, David Icke, Owen Shore, all these guys. Christy Lee, Al Alex, uh, uh, Christy Lee, Paige, Rage, all these uh, beautiful characters, guys. And I am out of here. Please follow me. Support me if you can, guys. Uh, donate if you can. But um, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Rumble. Follow me on all the platforms. Thank you very much.